Welcome to the Cantina Chatter Podcast. Turn up your nostalgia. Welcome back. I'm Victoria, your host here on the Cantina Chatter Podcast, your resource for Star Wars, new and retro toys, pop culture, and randomness from the 80s and 90s. Well, 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 Cantina Denizens, it is great to be back here in the podcast. I hope your week is getting off to a good start. We have a lot to talk about in the realm of Star Wars. This is going to be a jam-packed episode. It's a long episode, but uh, hopefully there's a little something for everybody in here, uh, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. So we've had a lot of news lately uh, in terms of product reveals for Star Wars Force Friday, or Triple Force Friday, rather, as they're calling it. And that's going to be celebrating Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, the video game, the Mandalorian television series on Disney+, Plus and uh, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So new products across the entire Star Wars galaxy. And uh, we got our first official glimpse of these products last week when uh, the Star Wars YouTube channel did a live stream showcasing some of these new figures for the first time. Now, obviously, if you follow Star Wars toys online, you've probably seen most of these and uh, we're aware of even the ones we hadn't actually seen. So. There wasn't really a whole lot in terms of surprises, but we did get to see some cool stuff from Hasbro and Lego and Funko, so that's always fun. And I maintain that the best parts of these uh, reveals are when you see the cast members from the film seeing their action figures and their Funko Pops and their Lego minifigures for the first time. I think it's always great to see how they react. I mean, because you can imagine, how would you react if you saw, uh, you know, your own action figure for the first time? I think it'd be pretty cool, but maybe it'd be a little weird too. In any case, uh, as I noted, this is a long episode, so we're going to kick it off with some Star Wars television. We have our Star Wars TV correspondent, Dave, also known as JurassicDave93 on social media. Uh, He's going to be talking to us a little bit about the latest in uh, Star Wars television. So we'll have the lowdown on everything coming uh, in the near term and uh, kind of on the far off term as well. Uh, We'll also be speaking with my good friend and yours, Tom Chorlton who is our Star Wars collecting correspondent, kind of going over some of these Triple Force Friday reveals. Now, I do have to note that when we recorded, uh, they hadn't announced that they were going to be doing an official reveal for these products, so we recorded right before we saw the figures officially unveiled. Nevertheless, like I said, we already knew that most of these products were going to be on the way, so we do break them down pretty well. And then we're going to be going over to another segment featuring Aaron from Toy Shelf Review, who's been on the show before. He's a longtime Star Wars collector, very knowledgeable, has an awesome YouTube channel with high production standards. Uh, It's just a great channel all the way around if you haven't already seen it. And he's very meticulous with his reviews. I also love that he does reviews from the past and the present. Um, So it's always a great mix of modern Star Wars product from the last 24 years. We're gonna be getting into what it is like 
to sell off your Star Wars collection. Now, it's a very daunting topic. It's a frightening topic. It's something that I think we all think about as collectors, especially those of us who have been in this game for the long haul. And, you know, after you've amassed just so many toys and collectibles, you kind of start thinking, you know, like, what am I going to do with all of this? Uh, am I going to keep it for the rest of my life? How long can I actually go on collecting? Uh, and what's going to happen, you know, hopefully decades, you know, down the road when I'm not around anymore. If, if all this stuff is still around, who's going to take care of it? So uh, we're going to get a little bit deep. We're going to go into a conversation with somebody who is dealing with this right now. I feel like we've kind of, you know, danced around and, you know, as collectors, I think it's normal to do that because, you know, we're always living in the present, you know, looking forward to the next toy, but we never really think like long term. Uh, or if we do, we don't really talk about it. So uh, that's what we're going to discuss in that segment. So stay tuned for all of that. Also, if you're following the YouTube channel, I do have a review coming this week for the Star Wars Retro Collection. I've been working on this review for a really long time. Uh, circumstances have happened that have uh, put it off and put it off. But um, finally, I'm going to get it finished up and get it onto the YouTube channel this week over in Victoria's Cantina. I am cramming in all of the retro collection into this one video. So I hope you will check that out. These are very delightful and I like them quite a bit. I've also got a new Rise of Skywalker review coming very soon that will feature a six inch figure from the Black Series line. So I hope you'll stay tuned for that. And if you're not following over on Instagram, of course, that's where we do the bulk of our toy photography. Uh, Star Wars, Jurassic Park, uh, Dinosaurs, MDC, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, you know, we love it all here on the Cantina Chatter Podcast, and we're eager to photograph all manner of toys. Uh, so please follow at Victoria's Cantina if you're not following there. I've also been really active on Twitter lately. Like, if you're not following me on Twitter uh, and you want to kind of get into my mindset, I think you can get into my mindset a little bit more on Twitter than anywhere else because... I feel like, I don't know, it, it could just be me, but I use Instagram mostly for the for the toy photos. And then uh, Facebook, I just kind of use that for updates, you know, new video, new podcast episode, things like that. But on Twitter, uh, I kind of break down my thought process, I think, a little bit more. And I don't know, it just seems like more of a platform to be vocal about things. Uh, also got a new article coming for CollectJurassic.com that should be dropping pretty soon. And as always, I'm working behind the scenes on lots of other content. Now, I do need to shout out my friend Jamie Stangroom. He was on Cantina Chatter about a year ago, and we had a great talk discussing uh, what he was working on at the time, The Empire Strikes Door. It's his documentary that's been years in the making, in which Jamie has made it his quest to identify the stormtrooper who banged his head in Star Wars A New Hope. Now, when Jamie was on the show, uh, we talked a little bit about the process and what that's been like for him working on this documentary. And uh, we also discussed his uh, really engaging, really intriguing interviews that he conducts with people from the Star Wars universe. Uh, you can find that all on his channel, Jamie Stangroom. I will throw a link in the show notes so you can check out his channel and be sure to watch The Empire Strikes Store. It's about a 40 minute documentary, completely worth your time. If you don't come out of watching that entertained and laughing, then there might just be something wrong with you. It's really well put together. I think this is some of the best Star Wars fan content I've seen this year. You know, this is the kind of Star Wars content I live for. It's a truly engaging documentary and it's fun. And I think we oftentimes lose sight as fans of 
the fun factor and why we fell in love with things in the first place. And this documentary really brings out the fun aspect of Star Wars fandom. And uh, it actually results in something pretty meaningful. So please check it out. And uh, maybe, just maybe, Victoria's Cantina makes a cameo in there somewhere. So give it a look. Let me know what you think after you watch it. And uh, now let's get on with the show. Okay, so in recent months, uh, there's been a lot of news in the world of Star Wars television, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Uh, So we have our TV uh, Star Wars correspondent, uh, Jurassic Dave 93 with us today to tell us about what's going on. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Good, Victoria. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. Excited to talk some Star Wars TV. It's been a while since we've done that. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of projects coming up. So, uh, yeah, why don't you fill us in on uh, some of these great projects that a lot of us are really looking forward to? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to um, this year, everything that's coming with the television series, and we get to see something different we've never really seen, live-action Star Wars before. Um, We got a lot of um, reveals, I guess, from the D23 last month. Um, I guess the biggest one uh, to come out of that was the return of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one that a lot of us have been clamoring for, and... Uh, it's one of those things that fans on all sides have been, you know, united in in asking, you know, yes. for Obi Wan. You know, where where's he been? Uh, you know, during this 19 year gap between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, and obviously he did pop up in uh, Rebels for a little while, um, but not nearly as long as we would like to see. So it's yes. really cool that he's on the horizon. Yeah, I was really hoping for the movie. Um, there were rumors it was going to be announced last year, but um, we're getting a TV show. It's going to be longer than an actual movie, so we'll get to spend more time with the character. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the fact that Ewan McGregor is coming back after all this time, its um, for me, that's like the real draw. I mean, he's amazing yeah. in, in anything that he's in. So Real uh, highlight think, of the prequels, and it would be great to yeah, see him again. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, we don't know a whole lot of it. Um, actually, uh, Ewan McGregor just came up on stage and um, talked with Kathleen Kennedy and had him. Uh, he had her ask if he was going to be playing Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And of course, the answer is yes. That's what we're talking about. Um, we don't really know a whole lot. There's no official title. Uh, we, we do know it will begin filming next year in 2020. Mm. And no premiere date on the Disney Plus uh, app yet. As with anything Disney Star Wars, they're probably going to be pretty tight-lipped about it. Uh, we might get little snippets of information here and there, I assume. But uh, for the most part, we're probably yeah, going really to... The only thing I was able to find was um, it's going to be taking place about eight years after Re- Revenge of the Sith. So that's where we'll catch up with Obi-Wan. Nice. So it's right in that time frame, huh? Between um, in Solo, right? Uh, yes. Nice. So that'll be interesting to see. I know a few people have suggested it the possibility or, you know, at least theorized that maybe there will be some connections there with various characters from Solo. Uh, Personally, I think that would be awesome. Yes, uh, definitely. I'd like to see um, what he's up to um, and spending his time on Tatooine. Like to see if he stayed there the whole time, if he ever left, went off world. Really like to see if he ever met up with Darth Vader again. We get those lines in the original trilogy. Uh, he's more man than or more machine than man now. Um, and my favorite is in uh, Return of the Jedi when um, Vader says that Obi Wan once thought as you did to Luke. I'd like to see does that have something to do with uh, what Kenobi was up to? Do they meet again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I never really considered that. Um, I- I've always assumed that uh, you know they didn't meet up until. 
uh, you know, a new hope. But uh, who knows? I mean, they could yeah. obviously retcon, you know, what we know. So, so especially with that big gap. Uh, yeah, obviously, Vader is a big draw and uh, probably uh, get a lot of eyes on the if Kenobi isn't enough to get a lot of eyes on the streaming service and watch the series. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a huge success. Obviously, they have a lot more on the way uh, a little bit sooner than Kenobi. So what else can we expect in the near term? Um, actually, when the streaming service launches, uh, Disney Plus will launch on uh, November 12th. And the Mandalorian first episode will be available to stream on the very first day. Nice. Yeah, the Mandalorian is looking fabulous. Like that last trailer they released over at during D23, uh, that yes. had me super stoked for, for this. Yes. Yeah, um, I watched the trailer. Uh, real positive reactions from me. I think positive all around. Uh, I really liked the way it, it looked cinematically. It looked like it fit right in there with maybe the Rogue One movie, the way it was shot. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of, uh, you know, callbacks to original trilogy stuff, even though it's just set after Return of the Jedi. Um, it was just really, really neat how they captured a real Star Wars feel. Um, we're looking to see, I guess, on the small screen now. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And um, yeah, just everything about it. I mean, we don't know a whole lot. We've seen a good little bit of the different designs and stuff that they're working with, but we don't really know a whole lot about the plot. So I think that's really exciting. Yeah, um, far as I can gather, it's just going to be uh, showing like a lawless time um, and the days after the fall of the Empire, um, the early days of the New Republic, and the Mandalorian is a, a bounty hunter, you know, taking the law into his own hands. Um, and it's cool, we get to see in the trailer some maybe some cells left from the Empire, you get some shots of Imperial Stormtroopers, which I love to see. Uh, you see some stuff that ties into Rogue One, like Death Troopers. Um, lots of original trilogy-looking aliens. Mm. You see um, ATST walkers. It, it looks really good. Nice. Yeah, every, everything about it looks really cool. And I, I'm especially intrigued with IG-11. <laughs> I just think he's pretty yes, awesome. Yeah. It's amazing what they can do with the technology now. You see IG-88 and Empire Strikes Back and seeing IG-11 in that trailer, it was like, whoa. Oh, you I know, know, right? Yeah. IG-88 just kind of standing there with his head going yeah. back and forth. <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this is quite a leap. It's intriguing to even think that IG-88, you know, maybe he was like that too. Yeah. Yeah, really exciting stuff. Um, let's see. And what else was revealed at uh, D23? Um, actually, you're seeing the return of the Clone Wars for its uh, seventh season. Yeah, yeah. This has been a, one that people have been excited about because I think they announced it a year ago, I want to say. Yeah, I think it was uh, around the time of uh, San Diego Comic-Con last year, I, I think, okay. if I remember right. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, for a long time, people have said, well, you know, the Clone Wars uh, never really got a proper ending to the television series. They did expand on it in comic books, mm -hmm. and uh, but not really in, uh, in in TV. We got, you know, the, the Lost Missions, and, you know, that was great. I, I was a huge yeah. fan of those episodes, but... Uh, yeah, I never really got capped off. So it'll be interesting to see if, if that's what they're aiming to do with this or if they're maybe even going to expand on it again with a different series, with another uh, season. But um, uh, in, in any case, it's great to have Clone Wars back on, on TV once again. Yes, definitely. I get to see some things tied up, uh, seeing what Ahsoka has been up to, uh, what Anakin and Obi-Wan have been up to. I'm very excited for the return. Yeah, and uh, it, it seems like Darth Maul is going to play uh, a pretty big role in this season as well. Yeah, um, last we saw him, I guess uh, Palpatine had uh, taken him somewhere, and we'll get to see what he was up to, maybe fill in a little bit of the backstory between um, Clone Wars and Rebels, see what he's up to. 
Uh, maybe some ties in and onto Solo. We'll see. I think the last time we saw him was when uh, Palpatine was blasting him at lightning, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it, it definitely will be interesting to see what came after that because you know it's going to be very intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm stoked about that. And, uh, you know, having Ahsoka back, you know, Clone Wars Ahsoka, I, that, that, that's really exciting for me too. Yes, uh, definitely. Uh, I want to see how she aged and matured after she left the Order, um, how she gets to be where she is, how maybe she might tie into some sort of the early rebellion as we see her as the fulcrum later on in um, uh, Rebels. But yeah, I was very interested. Mm -hmm. That is one of the best characters to come out of uh, Clone Wars and um, very excited to see where she goes. Yeah, totally. Because when you see her uh, in Clone Wars, and then you see her, you know, years later in Rebels. I mean, she's a totally different character. Yes. And uh, I'm curious to learn more about, you know, how she got there. I know we had the book and that gave us some information, but I, I kind of want to see the earlier, uh, you know, aspects of that, how she, you know, mm -hmm. went from being Ahsoka to being Fulcrum, because it's a huge difference in character yes i'd really like to see anakin um i always felt there was a little bit of a, a disconnect from i really really like the clone wars portrayal of anakin and it's just a little bit different than you get to see in the movies and i'd like to see maybe what what leads him up to where we see him at the beginning of revenge of the sith you know um more of his his thought process his uh you know inevitable fall to the dark side and everything another great character i'm looking forward to see more from absolutely uh they've built on anakin's uh character from uh revenge of the sith was 2005 obviously clone wars didn't begin until 2008 yes. and uh we got a lot of uh you know d character development and background on anakin's part uh during the clone wars and um they can continue to expand on that. So, you know, I'm, I'm really curious as to what they're going to do that. Like you said, maybe we'll see more of, of his path to the dark side. Like maybe there's uh, other elements that uh, we haven't become aware of yet that we're going to see. So, um, yeah, that, that's yeah. going to be interesting. Yep. Um, and there's not a whole lot more information other than the, the short trailer that we got from that. And it'll be returning sometime in 2020. 2020. Did they say February? Uh, yes, they did. February. Nice. So, yeah, a little bit away, but not terribly long. <laughs> yep. Yeah, very exciting. And uh, what's the latest on the uh, Cassian Endor series that's been in development? Uh, Lucasfilm's pretty tight-lipped on what's going on with the Cassian Endor. Um, there was a, a panel at the D23 with uh, Diego Luna and Alec Tunic. Um, pretty much only know what they said, that it was going to be a spy series based on Rogue One. That's really all we have to go off of. So anything else we're going to be talking about is going to be speculation on what this might be. Yeah, that's interesting. And this is a series that I think a lot of people thought maybe kind of came out of left field because uh, obviously a lot of people like Rogue One and, you know, it does play quite mm -hmm. heavy on the original trilogy nostalgia. And, um, you know, it's, it's definitely rooted in that cinematic sort of uh, universe of the of the OT. So um, uh, it, it is interesting, though, because I wouldn't have anticipated myself, you know, Cassian Andor series. But uh, obviously, Disney uh, thinks highly enough of the character. Lucasfilm wants to continue pursuing it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, build out Cassian's background, which we really don't know a whole lot about him. And we, we only going off of Rogue One, we only really know what he told us. Um, yeah. You know, saying that he's been in the fight since he was six years old. So, you know, maybe we'll get a little bit of that and see, you know, how he uh, made his way through mm -hmm. into the rebellion and, uh, you know, became uh, who he was in Rogue One. Yeah, I'd like to see maybe if they're going to do it in flashback form, see how he got to be uh, where he is uh, now. I'd like to see how he meets up with K2SO. Obviously, no, he was an Imperial droid. You know, what did he do? Did he turn him? You know, the, you can speculate on and on, but 
really liked the character and I liked the idea of it being a, a like a spy series because that was some of the the coolest parts uh, in Rogue One when he was sort of sneaking around you know in the alleys in the beginning and we know he's a skilled sniper it'll, it'll be really cool yeah totally uh, maybe we'll get to see more of his military background and his training and yeah. Uh, yeah, and again, maybe that uh, you know interconnectivity with other uh, films from you know the the Star Wars universe, like like a mm-hmm. Solo or um, you know even the Obi Wan series that's in development. Yeah, and I like the way they're doing it. It's sort of you know like the Marvel Cinematic U- Universe, except it's not really chron- chronological, and they can go back and they can tie anything at all that they want. And the luxury that they have with these television series, we get to spend more time with the characters. We could tie into any time period, any characters, you know, the sky's the limit. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's all Star Wars. Obviously, we're we're excited about it, you know, no matter what, especially when it's, yeah. you know, in the form of a movie or a TV show where we, we get to really like delve into that universe and see things. So, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on the horizon. And uh, I think Resistance uh, wrapped up, I forget what month it was, this past spring. Uh, yep, yep. I, I don't remember either, but it was the past spring. Yep. We got like one wave of, of the figures. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of that. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, season two, and uh, it's also the final season, isn't it? Yeah, I guess that was a surprise. It was dropped on us in the trailer that it, the second season would be the final season. Um, but I, the show for me personally was a, a little bit rough get going, but I did get into it by the end of season one. And I was kind of a little disappointed to find out this would be the final season. Right. Do we know when it begins? Um, it begins this fall. Uh, I'm not sure of the exact date, but it's going to continue to air on the Disney XD channel. And I think they're going to bury it like they've been, um, late at night on Saturday nights. Um, but you know, seeing the trailer, I'm really excited to see how the, the Colossus is now off the world and you'll get to see it out in space and space battles and everything. I'm real excited to see where, where Kaz goes. Um, I like the arc that they have set up with Tam and how now she's part of the First Order. Um, looks like we're going to get to see a lot of the crew and the group together, all um, on adventures together, because mm-hmm. they were kind of separated back and forth in, in the first season. Um, I'm not really positive. Maybe you heard something. Um, this goes a little bit past the end of Force Awakens and maybe into a little bit of the start of The Last Jedi. Uh-huh. Like excited to see where that goes in, in the timeline. Um, we got to see Kylo Ren in the trailer. Um, looked like he had some interactions with Tam and just see where that goes. Yeah. And a lot of the resistance fighting looked great in, in the trailer. A lot of space battles flying around X-Wings. Um, just it looked exciting and I'm excited to see how it wraps up. Yeah. And, you know, I, I could have agree with you. It, it kind of started off season one a little bit rocky and um you know, over over the course of the season, I, I grew to enjoy it more, especially when they kind of reached that that point of, uh, you know, it, it running alongside The Force Awakens and, uh, you know, seeing like General Hux and Phasma and, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that happening, the blowing up the Hosnian system. Um, mm-hmm. But what I'm really excited about with season two is seeing uh, exactly how far it goes into The Last Jedi, because there are some stuff about yes. that story. Uh, and we get little hints hints of it uh, at the end of the movie uh, where the kids are playing with like the Luke Skywalker doll. And mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, it's like, how did they know about that? Was was that whole thing with Luke in the First Order and Kylo broadcast somehow? Uh, did mm-hmm. people see it around the galaxy? And that's how they became inspired to perhaps join the Resistance. Um, yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see if they if they, uh, you know, go into that territory and how they approach it. Yeah. 
Uh, now that you mention it, you know, just a theory I'm coming up on the spot here. It'd be interesting, like you said, if they broadcast it and um, maybe somehow Luke Skywalker inspires Kaz and, and the crew, you know, to fight harder for the resistance or something, you know, it becomes more legendary and, and that would be a neat tie in. Yeah, I think it would be cool. And if, if we see like, you know, that whole core crew, um, maybe Tam comes back. Maybe she doesn't, but you know, also like the mm -hmm. pirates and everybody else, yeah. Um, you know, uh, join uh, with the resistance after you know by the end of all of that. It'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that pretty much covers everything we've we've got for now, uh, unless I missed something, which uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that that pretty much seems like uh, like it covers it as far as I've been able to tell. But yeah, awesome update, Dave. Uh, thanks so much for filling us in on the latest in Star Wars uh, television. And uh, where can people go to follow you online? Uh, you can give me a follow on Instagram or uh, Twitter, JurassicDave93, and talk about anything Star Wars. Just have a conversation. I'm happy to talk to anyone. Very cool. Well, Dave, thanks again for filling us in. And uh, here's looking forward to all the latest in uh, Star Wars TV. And uh, at what point we'll have to come back and talk about it a little bit more in depth. Well, thank you for having me on, Victoria. It was a lot of fun. All right, so now let's venture into the world of Star Wars collecting. One of the things that uh, we do fairly often here on the show, obviously. Uh, we love our toys, and Tom Charlton loves his toys. So, uh, Tom, how's it going, sir? Oh, it's going all right. I'm looking forward to Force Friday a little bit. Um, Force Friday, yeah. All those all those uh, hidden surprises that we're not going to know about until Force Friday. Gosh, yeah. Like, why, why didn't they just reveal those things at a big event? Like, I don't know, San Diego Comic-Con. I mean, I love going... <sighs> I love going to Yak Face and finding out all the stuff, but, you know, they could have just, you know, shown it to the convention last month. Yeah, they do. They, they run into this problem every year and they never seem to learn or they don't care. Yeah. Or, yeah. It's really frustrating because, you know, Comic-Con or D23, I mean, those are perfect outlets to reveal all this stuff ahead of time. Mm -hmm. uh, this stuff gets leaked out every single time they have a major film release and it, 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 they don't learn from it <laughs> they just keep doing it and it it makes zero sense this day and age to do that because stuff is going to leak it's go i mean it's it's inevitable people are going to see these things before they're ready to properly announce them so wouldn't you want to get up in front of that and kind of make sure people have the best photos and uh you know the the most correct information before it starts leaking out yeah i don't understand the motivation behind it at all except that i'd heard the possibility or i've read the possibility that they give out exclusive reveal stuff to like entertainment weekly or oh, yeah. something like that so it, yeah those toy experts over there at entertainment <laughs> weekly <laughs> yeah well you know they pay them more money than you know us <laughs> yeah they have a far they cast a wide net yeah so yeah that's understandable yeah I, and then the rest of us will will you know just you know pick up the crumbs and spread that out so. right yeah yeah and actually get people excited hopefully yeah so uh there's been some leaks lately uh, for um, Black Series six inch and vintage collection mm -hmm. uh, for the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about what's been uh, coming out in terms of Black Series and as far as those images that we've been seeing lately. Well, yeah, I think it was Yak Face, right? Posted up, um, and it was through an Instagram person, like a Kylo collector, I think. Kylo collector. Kylo yeah. collector. Yeah, yeah. Found uh, the eight images of the new characters or the new figures that are being released, and I'm. I'm on the the less lower side of lukewarm about it because it's uh, Ray again, um, 
Kyla Ren again, a Jawa again, a First Order Stormtrooper again, um, and then we get uh, Guy from Video Game, which, you know, video game people are probably pretty excited about, so that's cool. We'll get uh-huh. one of the, the Inquisitors, um, the Red Stormtrooper, the Sith Stormtrooper, and someone I'm totally forgetting. Um, Mandalorian, the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian, yes. Yeah. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. trying to find that article. They've been posting a lot because there's been a lot of... Um... I, I think we know what we're getting on Force Friday. At this yeah, point, yeah, yeah, I think I think we do, especially if five POA is 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 uh, gone. Yeah, the way the dodo bird, which it sounds that it is. Mixed feelings about that. Yeah, mixed feelings about that. If they um, if they keep the vintage collection coming at like even steady drips like this, I'll I'll be happier with that than a bunch of five POA stuff. But um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I mean they 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 improved the five POA range towards the end, mm-hmm. but. Mostly with like aliens and stuff. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I don't think we're gonna get to see any of those weird uh, background characters anymore. Um, I think mm-hmm. my desire to have Therm Scissor Punch and uh, the other crazy characters from Solo in a little diorama three three point seven five size. I think uh, I think that's that's a dream I got to put aside. Um, the way of the world, right? Play Fortnite. Yeah, you know. I know those side POA figures they were doing back in like 2015, in 2013, 14, a lot of people complained about them and they honestly weren't that great. But one thing they did do that I thought was pretty cool is they, they did a, a pretty nice tribute to the vintage figures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when they were $5 a figure and they weren't like $8 a figure, <laughs> you know, in, in a garden accessory. Uh, they were... Um, <laughs> they were they were never five dollars a figure here in New York. They they started off at like seven seven bucks. As soon as Force Awakens came out, it was eight or nine. So it's like what? Let's talk a little bit about these particular figures. So, um, okay, Ray is an essential. I mean, we we know that there was going to be a Ray, mm-hmm. and uh, this Ray looks good from what I, what I can tell from that photo. Yeah, that the the photo that I just saw and you just told me about off uh, off the re- off the uh, recording there. I was pretty startled with how good that looked. So, whereas I originally uh, thought I yeah. might, I might wait a little while on that one. Nah, that's a. I'm, I'm buying that first day. I thought that the Island Journey Ray was good. This looks even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really does. It looks like a perfect Ray figure. So, I'm really excited to get that. And then that'll be that one. An Island Journey will be my Ray figures. And awesome. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. looks. It just yeah, looks I'm amazing. Sure, I'm sure uh, a lot of people will be swapping heads with those. Yeah, I tried to do that with the Island Journey one. Um, that didn't work. Um, the, the skin tone colors just didn't work at all. So I don't know if that'll work as well with, uh, the Force Awakens Ray and this Rise of Skywalker Ray. Um, certainly we'll give it a shot though. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she comes with D.O., who is the new, uh, droid that people seem to be indifferent about. I think he's cute. Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. Right now, he just looks like uh, a wheel with um, a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully he's cute. Hopefully he's like a little puppy or something like that, that scoots around after yeah, BBA. Yeah, yeah. But Ray looks good. I, I yeah. like this outfit quite a bit. I think that it looks, you know, more striking than her previous outfits. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got Kylo Ren. Uh, we knew that there would be, you know, the villain in, in this wave. You've, he's there. You've got to release him. But, you know, he's as far as I'm concerned, he's... The same as we got last time. Um, uh, I know there's, there's there's differences. There are differences. He's uh-huh. going to have a little cracked helmet, right? 
Um, He's got a cracked helmet. It looks like it might be the last Jedi Kylo. Yes, with the cracked helmet. I'm not sure if the cape is the same from the last Jedi or not. It looks like maybe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he looks like he has like a sculpted hood on the side. I'm excited about the sculpted hood. Isn't that sad that that's the most exciting thing about the figure? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, sculpted hood on Kylo Ren. That's that's cool. And I I understand why you have to re-release him again. He's the bad guy again. But when you've only got, you're releasing eight figures, four of them are not very new. Um, Mm -hmm. You can still buy them all on Amazon right now. It's not like back when I was a kid and, you know, you got to release Darth Vader again with the Return of the Jedi figures because maybe the kids didn't get Darth Vader because the last big release was three years ago. Mm -hmm. They might not even be in the stores. Now it's go to Amazon. He's five bucks. Yeah, even with the prequel trilogy, you know, it was every three years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even then, that was that was another example where, like, all right, they've they've got another Darth Maul every every time, but the rest of the stuff and was he's, and he's dead. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was all pretty easy to get somewhere. Um, right. The internet has right. made it just kind of a different market. Um, totally. Um, so we also have, let's see, uh, from Rise of Skywalker. There's a First Order Stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is one that I just don't understand. I mean, I, I appreciate that he has the additional accessories that the Amazon exclusive had. No, wait, Target exclusive had. Uh, the one that came with Poe Dameron. Right, yeah. Um, but... Did they fix his elbows? These are... These are no, I don't know. I don't... I, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Probably not. But these are still 10 bucks on Amazon. Exactly. So it's like... Yeah. Like... Okay, Sith Trooper, fine. That makes sense. Sure. But Stormtrooper, ugh. Yeah. That's a wasted slot right there. He's, yeah, he's 10 bucks. He's, you know, I don't even think that if you're, even if they fix the elbows, and I'd like one with fixed elbows, but that's not, I don't think that's worth the, sh- the, the slot here. That's, uh, right. you know, all right. Yeah. He's on Amazon. You can get him for 10 bucks, I think. I haven't checked recently, but that's my guess. Yeah. Well, I know I did check like the other day. <laughs> they oh, jeez. They were 10 bucks. Yeah. The one, you know, just the single pack, you know, Stormtrooper mm-hmm. with the with the gun was was ten bucks. Yeah. Um, and a okay, Jawa. So how much? Have, the Jawa. Uh-huh. How much is the Jawa? I bought a uh, Jawa. Probably not. Not that much, but this is a different. This is an off-world Jawa. He's got red eyes, right? He's got red eyes. He's also got <laughs> a soft goods cloak, which is different. It looks a little bit oh. more brown to me than purplish. Um. So I don't know if that's just the photo or if it does have like a different color cloak but mm. either way it's weird yeah and this is from uh from the mandalorian correct uh, it's either the mandalorian or the video game i'm not certain which one that's from okay interesting yeah um so we also have uh okay sith trooper yep uh we knew that this one was coming mm-hmm. i mean he, he debuted it at comic-con with mm-hmm. a bunch more accessories for an upcharge mm-hmm. so we knew he was going to be in this in this wave as well uh, there is the Mandalorian himself. Which looks great. He looks great. Um, my understanding is that the Mandalorian kind of goes through, uh, a, like, like, like visually, like a, an aesthetic transformation over the course <laughs> of the season. Sure. So it looks like they're starting from the very beginning with this one because he doesn't look as cool as he does in the promo photos. It's almost like he's designed so that they can release different action figures of him throughout the year, right? Yeah, yeah, which they're they're definitely going to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, I'm a sucker for yeah. that. Um, he's it's Boba yeah. Fett the series anyway, right? Just you know, he's totally right. not Boba Fett. It's the Mandalorian. Right. It's totally not Tatooine. It's Jakku. 
<laughs> and we also have, um, am I saying it right, Cal, Cal Kesta? I guess so. The guy from the video game. The guy from the video game, yeah, with the really long lightsaber hilt. Mm -hmm. I'm as excited um, about him as I was for Dash Rendar. <laughs> when I was a kid, seeing those shadows of the empires on the on the pegs, I was like, "Who the heck is this?" <laughs> I had no interest in those figures because I had no idea who they were. Yeah, I I, I got the whole set of them um, because, like, you know, I was like a teenager at the time, so I was sort of excited to be collecting Star Wars figures again. And I was going to pay uh -huh. my way through college by keeping them all on the card. Oh, yeah, who wasn't? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that didn't uh -huh. work out great. <laughs> Um, but it was exciting getting new characters, but I read Shadows of the Empire and I read like the comic adaptation as well. And I, it just, it just didn't do it for me. Uh, and then there is the, uh, second sister who is also from the video game. Take my money. This one looks really cool. Yeah. Um, anybody that was a fan of Star Wars Rebels, mm -hmm. uh, basically what the, uh, was it the seventh sister or, uh, but yeah, but, but Darth Buffy. I called her Darth Buffy. <laughs> I don't remember what the yeah. character's name was. She didn't. I didn't think she was quite as entertaining as uh, I'd hoped she would be. But um, I was still yeah. delighted that it was Sarah Michelle Gellar being a bad guy in Star Wars. Yeah, people are are, are hypothesizing that this may be Barris from uh, Clone Wars. I mean, that would be neat. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That certainly seemed like a direction that Barris would have gone. Um, yeah. But the figure Absolutely. looks really cool, and I love those you know evil masked bad guys. So yeah, yeah, I, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm totally sold on that one, even if, you know, I'm not I'm probably not going to play the video game. I'm not much of a video game guy. So what's interesting about this one, too, is that a uh, Yakface posted a photo of like a um, a carbon fiber uh, decoed version of this figure as well. Right. Yeah. So what is that? Is that a just a, a exclusive to a different store? GameStop, was it? It sounds like it might be one that is packed uh, bundled with the game. Huh. If I understood the article correctly, that that's what there's, that's what they think it, it is, that it's, it might be the one that's bundled with the video game. Well, oh dear. Um, which I'm going to buy the game. So if I'm going to buy the game, I may as well get the bundle, I guess. You should absolutely do that. Yeah. And then let me know if you think it's worthwhile to do that. Maybe I'll just wait on getting <laughs> the figure. Um, I mean, who, who doesn't need a carbon fiber second sister? Yeah, sure. Right. Why not? I've got yeah. a white Boba Fett. Remember that? Yeah. that I was got a, a red Darth Vader. <laughs> Wait, you have a red Darth Vader? Oh, yeah, the Christmas the one. That's right. Oh, my God. Good for you. I'm glad you've got that. That's super cool. <laughs> and they made a white one, too. Yes, yes. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, and I also have a multicolored one in the retro collection. Oh, yeah. I've not watched the review on that yet because, honestly, that's one that just doesn't appeal to me. What? Do, how do you feel about oh, it? Oh, man. I love it. Really? I, at first, I was like, "Why?" and right. you know, "What is this?" But once I actually got it in hand, and I got I got a few of them, yeah, uh, because I just wanted to see what I would get, sure. and each one was different. <laughs> really, there's like there's apparently like dozens of var variations of yeah. possible combinations. So every figure, it's kind of like one of those mystery boxes. You know, you don't know what you're going to get when it shows up. Oh, geez, um, and oh. I love it. I mean, I. Uh, yeah, I really wanted a blue helmet and a blue lightsaber. Guess what I got? <laughs> that, I hope. That's exactly what I got. Oh That's the god. one I opened, yes. And then I have one hanging on the wall as well. Oh my god, okay. All right, so... Ah, uh, shoot. That's a bummer for me because I was pretty content to not buy that. But I get the well, feeling... Well, they're, they're still going in and out of stock on Target as of today. Mm -hmm. So 
You yeah. might still have a chance if you want one. I might have to. I might have to pull the trigger on that. It's 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 you sort might. of it's sort of like the darned retro collection figures when they came out. I was like, I don't have a need for these. And then I, the day that they were released, I was like, I think I'm going to travel an hour over to Target <laughs> and buy them all. And now I'm really excited to have them. So yeah, and you lucked out, and I had to order mine on on Entertainment Earth, which also That's sold right. out like within a day. Right. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah, glad I ordered mine. That's my next review. I got to edit it. It's been shot for, I started shooting it like three weeks ago. Oh, yeah? And uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. And I got sick. So that's right. The day yeah. that I shot, yeah, the day that I shot like the inbox portion of the review, that evening, I got sick. So I wasn't able to finish it. Mm-hmm. That's awful. And uh, I just, uh, yeah, three weeks later, I finally got around to finishing finishing shooting the video. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's not my record. Though. My record's like like two years or something. <laughs> That's, 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 that's still quicker than it takes me to finish a video on projects I work on. So vintage, Um, vintage collection, or do we finish the black series? We finished those. Uh, Yeah, I think, I think we did. Let's talk vintage collection. Cause I don't know, between vintage collection and black series in this case, I feel like I'm a little more excited about vintage collection. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I looked at one of the sets of photos yak face posted up and, um, at first I was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know who Zori bliss is. Is she Ray's mom? Boy, I hope so. Um, uh, I, I don't know who Red Flying Stormtrooper is. Are they going to actually be in the movie? Or are they just going to sort of be like Mud Troopers and Solo? Like, do I care? Yeah, right. Um, do I need another Poe Dameron? Oh, it's Ray again? Yes, I want all of them. I looked at the pictures. They look great. I'm even going to buy Poe Dameron because he says Rise of Skywalker on the package. I'm sold. Right. I'm sold on every one of these. And the Knight of Ren. Yeah. 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 No, they, they look awesome. And, uh, you know, I've been, I, I kind of blame you on, 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 on rubbing this off on me, but mm. I've been buying them two to keep carded. So I, I have to buy two of each. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, it's a terrible habit to get into. It is. But yeah, I mean, I've said it before, but, but vintage collection are essentially like little art pieces. Yeah. Um, you get your figure, you get a beautiful vintage style card back. Mm hmm. And uh, they look amazing on the wall. Yep. They just, they absolutely do. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, the, the, uh. the memories of the old toy aisles when all the figures were lined up and just, you could just browse through them for like a half an hour, wow. all comes back with the vintage collection stuff. Um, that's what it reminds me of. And that's sort of what my impetus is to keeping that some of them on card. Um, I want a few from each movie. Doesn't have to be all of them, just a few from each movie so that one day I'm going to have little pegs somewhere in a basement or something like that <laughs> set them all up your in own there. little toy store yeah yeah my own creepy little basement toy store <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so for vintage collection uh you mentioned zori bliss yeah it's a really cool looking design uh card back looks awesome and they also tweaked the uh the font on these a little bit for the oh, name hills oh cool that's neat yeah so i, I know some collectors were had noticed that that uh you know the more recent vintage collection had the incorrect uh, font. And I think even the vintage collection, like before it went on hate, has had this issue as well. Oh, wow. But um, they actually fixed the font. I think it's like avant-garde. And now it's like, it matches like the proper, like if you look at the retro collection, for example, mm-hmm. like, it matches those figures. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Good yeah, for whoever. touches uh, like that. Good for whoever yeah. took them to task for that. Yeah. And just little touches like that. But, you know, they go a long way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So Poe Dameron is listed as a Rise of Skywalker figure. It looks like the same one we had in three and three quarter inch black yep. series, mm-hmm. but now he's got photo reel. Right. Um, the photo reel on that's, you know, on the, the, the small ones is, I don't, 
I don't find it to be that big of a difference. Uh, maybe that's just because I'm old and my eyesight's not good. Um, <laughs> but like I've, I've got my crate Luke, you know, one of my half dozen of him due to my shenanigans with my Amazon shipping <laughs> on that one. Where uh, to anyone listening, I uh, I got it in a soft package, and uh, when I use the scissors to open up the soft package, I you know cut the card back off the really good one. So now uh-huh. I've got an extra crate Luke around if anyone wants one. But uh, nice. you know the, the 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 printed stuff, it's all right. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's you know it's it's no no complaints about it. No complaints about it. It's it's just not like you know the Black Series where. It looks like they took Daisy Ridley and stuck her into a little plastic package. It's like, oh my god, that's mm-hmm. that's Daisy Ridley figure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. It's it didn't sell all that well before. I mean, now it's got the photo reel, which, mm-hmm. but you know, like you said, it's really hit or miss on these three and three quarter inch yeah. figures. Yeah, um, it seems like they've got it down pretty well on six inch, mm-hmm. but for three and three quarter, maybe they'll be better on these Rise of Skywalker figures. But yeah. um, from what we've seen so far, you know, they can be hit or miss yeah i'd still um, call them good they're still good i just don't know if they're a, the, the dramatic improvement that the uh six inch ones were right right but i think i will so, buy oh sorry no go ahead i think i will buy the poe dameron so that i've got a, a carded poe dameron now because he's you know part of a different uh uh movie title but, movie title line, yeah so. yeah and it's the first vintage style poe dameron right so. mm-hmm uh, so we also have uh, the Sith Jet Trooper. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, is this one that's actually going to do anything, or is he just going to be like in the background, like you barely see him? Like flame troopers from the Force Awakens. That's my worry about like, Zori yeah. Bliss too. Is like, is she just Zam Wessel? <laughs> she looks like Zam Wessel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit, right? You... She looks like a mixture of a uh, Zam Wessel and Daft Punk. Yeah, you know, you know what I bet? I bet happens. I bet uh, she's a. Uh, She's the best bounty hunter in the galaxy, and uh, the cloners, they, they cloned her, and that's where Ray came from. Mm, yeah, those, <laughs> those pesky clones, can't get away from Yeah, them. it's the pesky clones again. Um, yeah, but I mean, the figure looks looks just really cool, so I'm like, well, it does. I'm going to buy that. It does. And so does the uh, stupid Knight of Ren. Mm, okay, yeah, so this one's interesting, because we know there's like, I don't know how many Knights of Ren there are, yeah. but there's several Knights of Ren. <laughs> it's like, which Knight of Ren is this? It's just like... All, all the package says is Knight of Ren. Does that mean they're going to make the rest of them? I mean, based on their track record with the Praetorian Guards, probably not. Yeah, that would be a bummer. Um, I So I'm, I'm in the camp that was never that interested in the Knights of Ren. Um, I thought it was a cool bit of flavor that was thrown into uh, The Force Awakens. I was like, oh, cool, he's the Master of the Knights of Ren. That's kind of neat. Um, but I was never like, we need to see them in the next movie. Um so I've not been exactly chomping at the bit for Knights of Ren. And looking at the pictures of the designs, I'm just sort of like, eh, you know, okay. They sort of yeah. look like rejected versions of Kylo Ren designs. But the figure looks so cool. The figure looks so cool. It does. And that's half, it does. half of my love of Star Wars is all the darn toys anyway. So it's like, if you sell me a cool sure. figure, great. That's That's Darth Maul, right? Yeah, it felt like it was such a throwaway line, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Master of the Knights of Rin. Yeah, it's like your father yeah. and I fought in the Clone Wars together. Okay. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's... <laughs> it's that. Um, but yeah, no, I agree, though. The figure looks cool. Uh, and then we have X-Wing Pilot Luke, which this I think this is a repack of the one that just came out in that Comic-Con uh, set of Luke's, the Destiny set. Yeah, uh-huh. 
and uh, which was an awesome figure. Like I, I love all three of those Lukes are amazing. Did mm-hmm. you ever get your hands on one of those sets? No, I, I'm I'm good on my three and three quarter Lukes. I think. Okay. Yeah. yeah these. These these are, are great, and I know you say you can't see the difference between them, but I, I mean, I probably <laughs> I, it's it's like the stormtrooper. You did your review of the uh, the Rogue One stormtrooper, right? And I poo pooed you on that, and then you show me them next to each other, and I was like, oh my god, that really does stand out. Um, just for me, like I've got enough Luke's at this point that the difference there is is not going to stand out to me from for what's important for my current collecting habits. Gotcha. Um, okay, and then um, so I think that rounds out that first uh, wave of uh, vintage collection for for uh, fall for Force Friday. Awesome. Uh, and I'm hoping that this kind of resolves the issue of Snoke and Jin or so's clogging up pegs everywhere. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah, um, what a disappointment. Because I don't think Walmart or Target have gotten a single 2019 wave in stock. No, like, anywhere in the U.S. No, I. It's sad. I've 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 anytime I've gone to one of those stores, and I live in New York City, so we don't have WalMarts here. Um, but anytime I get to go to a Walmart, I go and it's, yeah, it's just that, if anything, yeah. it's very disappointing. It's really, it's really disappointing. I mean, especially considering that they've made some of their best figures this year. Oh yeah. You know? Lando, but young Lando, uh, young Lando, and, and Fist um, Nest, Yak Face. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, <laughs> it's really incredible It's unfortunate. Stuff. It is. And then there's also Luke and Ceremonial Outfit. Right. Uh, it seems like this one is possibly going to be a Walmart exclusive. <laughs> mm. it, you know, the worst part about <laughs> it is that, I mean, if you could get it in stores, that's fine. Yeah. But like the the Mud Trooper, I wasn't able to get that in stores because I don't think stores really, I mean, around here, they never got it. Okay. So, okay, so let, me, let me just tell you this. When I went to South Carolina to visit my parents back in like March or April, we went around to some Walmarts there, right? Because I just, I loved going to Walmart to see what they've got. And they had racks and racks of the stupid mud trooper at that point. I'd already oh, I'd already no. bought mine from like I think Entertainment Earth because I was like, oh no, it's going to be rare and impossible to get. And it was like, no, they had like thirty of them. It's the only thing Jeez. they had. It was like what? Um, it's so weird. It's so peculiar. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like Target it's... with the Han Solo uh, stormtrooper, right? Right. <laughs> like, uh, um, can't give that away. Yeah. Well, I only saw it once, to be fair. Oh, really? Maybe maybe that's just my area. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you've got. I never. Cool I know a lot of. Area. Yeah, I know a lot of people have found those on clearance. I never right. did. I would have bought more. But oh, I never. Sh- I never did. Hmm. Um. But yeah. So. So yeah, Walmart. I I don't know if you saw, but I just got a mud trooper from them maybe a few weeks ago, and and yeah. uh, they put tape on it. Yeah. And, you don't ship vintage collection figures with tape on them. Yeah. You know, there was nothing in the box to protect it. It was all messed up. And yep. I, I returned it to the store. It was just mm. my uh, quest to get, you know, a, a close to mint uh, mud trooper for the for the wall is uh, ongoing. Yeah, that's a, that, I did see that when you posted that. And that's when I was thinking about those racks of them that I saw. Um, and I was really bummed out because I was like, maybe I should get some extras of these just in case. And uh, I did not. Um Hopefully you'll be able to get one still. Yeah, but that ceremonial look looks amazing on it, the card. It really does. It really does. It. I'm, I'm probably more excited for this than any other vintage collection. Oh, figure. really? Oh, well, that's fun. Well, I mean, you know who yeah. the character is. You don't know who Zori Bliss is, and you don't yeah, even right. know if Red Flying Stormtrooper is going to be in the movie. I don't even know who Ray is. <laughs> we don't know who she is because we don't know who She's her no parents one. are. 
She's nobody. Her parents are Boba Fett and Snoke. And no, Snoke her parents are and Snoke is parents are uh-huh. And Snoke is Max Rebo, reborn. Uh yeah. I was gonna say Jar Jar was her father. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would love that. Where's my six <laughs> it, inch Jar Jar? It's all connected. Yeah. Um yeah, exactly. Six inch Jar Jar. I knew you were gonna throw it, God, throw it in there. I somewhere. want that so much. I want it so much. I can't believe I how know. badly I want six inch Jar Jar at this point. I know. <laughs> Um, so we've also been seeing some leaks from Canada where they're getting these new five-inch scale uh, Galaxy of Adventures figures, but it also looks like they're doing the Rise of Skywalker in five-inch. Mm. Great. <laughs> um, yeah. are, are you excited for these? No. No, me neither. Um, is this a good idea? No. No. What, guys? I, I, it boggles my mind sometimes. All right, so the last thing that uh, I want to touch on here is this week, uh, Hasbro Pulse put up for sale the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Star Wars figures. Oh, yeah, that was great. Um, oh, oh, yeah, it always goes off without a hitch yeah. every year. Did you uh, did you uh, pay for your subscription to Hasbro Pulse, or did you, did you get in because you'd ordered during a toy fair like I did? Yeah, I did the same thing. Okay. Um, and honestly, I don't see why nobody, why anybody would not do that. Because, I mean, what did you have to lose? All you had to do was pre-order something that was months out. Yeah. And, and you got in on it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. No, I absolutely did that as soon as I could. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was free, sure. But uh, here, here's the thing. And, I mean, I was there at San Diego Comic-Con, obviously. Yeah. Um, people think that convention exclusives all you have to do is show up to the convention you can get it and that's obviously not the, never been the case uh i tried to get in line to the hasbro booth to buy these exclusives early in the morning like mm-hmm. right like very shortly after the convention opened mm-hmm. the line was was uh, capped off they had an overflow line i couldn't get into the overflow line because that was capped off <laughs> so you walk by there and they're like keep moving you can't stop you keep moving and then you keep going back. And I mean, here's the thing. When you're at a convention like this, it is so tightly packed that it takes like 10 minutes to walk like 50 yeah. yards. Mm-hmm. So when they say keep walking and come back around, that can take like 20 minutes to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. So every time I passed by the overflow line, it was capped off because they weren't <sighs> taking more people in it. Finally, in the afternoon, I was able to get into that overflow line. By the time I got to the Hasbro booth to buy my toys, they no longer had Sith Trooper. They no longer had Boba Fett. So we're already at a point where, you know, this was very frustrating. So, I mean, just the idea of having to go online and compete for these with everybody else was already, you know, obviously that's always very off-putting. This wasn't the first time that this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. Um. But they have, okay, so this year they had this Hasbro Pulse um, pre-sale the day before. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went on sale to the general public on Hasbro Pulse. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was I was there for that, yeah. You were there for that. Yeah. And um, Boba Fett sold like in 30 seconds or something? I, I put two in my cart, and when the little spiral thing came around, it was out of stock. Yeah. I don't it's, even know if it was 30 seconds. I, I, I was real quick. <laughs> I was real quick. Yeah, I had 
all of the windows open. I kept refreshing them like 30 minutes before they were supposed to go on sale. They said around uh, 9 a.m. Eastern, around 9. So you don't know exactly when it's going to be, but it was close to 9. It was like, I think it was like 57. It was pretty close. Um, so I had all three windows open. I was refreshing. I added them to my cart. Uh, I, when I went to check out, uh, it was like, okay, uh, you know, you, you have to wait. And it says your your place in line is being held, you know, while other people check out or right. something like that. And by the time I got to the checkout, maybe like a minute, it was probably less than a minute later, uh, it, Boba Fett had been taken out of my cart. Yep. And this was like the one I wanted the most because... Boba Fett. You know, it, well, well, that and also these six-inch figures on the vintage card backs. I've been collecting them since the, the 40th anniversary line. Right, yeah. Um, so... I found that highly frustrating. Luckily, I was able to get the uh, the Sith Trooper, and I already had the uh, the Destiny set for for Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, I got another one that way I could have one to keep carded as well because it, it looks cool. Um, but yeah, Boba Fett was was hugely frustrating. I had actually like purposefully taken the morning off so that I could try and do this, and um, it, it was just really frustrating. Really, really, really frustrating. Um, it, but you know, I thought, I thought, okay, there's, there's a general release too, right? So, um, what am I going to do though? I have to work. Uh-huh. So I started talking to friends. They're like, oh, you know, I could try and get it for you. Or, <laughs> but that was like, well, you know, if I, I, yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, but it, you know, something's bound to go, go wrong, right? So I ended up taking the morning off again. Oh, geez. Thanks, Hasbro, for lost wages. <laughs> and well, um, well, in fairness, you made that decision yourself. Yeah, of, course, of course. I mean, I'm not I saying did. I'm not saying I wouldn't have done the same thing, but uh, um. Yeah, no, no, I totally, I totally, yeah, I understand that. It's just, it's just, had it been a, a smoother process, either at the convention or at you know the, the the Pulse presale, you know that obviously would have not happened at all. Yeah, <laughs> it had to happen. Yeah. Um. So a the the day of the general release thing, uh, my office didn't have internet, so. I think it's the first time I discovered it was when I saw that. Can I spoil it for people? You got it, right? You got the Boba Fett. I did get yeah. it on the general release. Yeah. Yes, I was. They sold out in less than a minute. That's fantastic. Yeah, I I'm, had it. I'm super glad you got it because like it wasn't super important to me. I was just sort of like, well, you know, I've got this Hasbro Pulse thing. Maybe I can maybe I can snag it. Maybe not. So like when I didn't get it, I was like, eh, all right. Um, but uh, this Hasbro Pulse thing. Th- th- People pay for this, you know, like right. we, we had a thing that we wanted to pre-order at the time, uh, you know, the, mm-hmm. the skiff, right? I think it was what we pre-ordered at the time and maybe the skiff guards. Um, yeah. So therefore, because they had that window, it was like, oh, if you pre-order something in this week or this couple of weeks, you get subscribed to this thing for free. Awesome. Sounds good. Right. Other people have gone in and they've paid for this. They've paid for this in hopes of being able to get exclusive stuff like this Boba Fett. Right, mm-hmm. and then Hasbro just doesn't make enough of them. Like, come on, guys! Like, if you're going to be an online retailer, which most of the Star Wars stuff at this point, in my opinion, it's online exclusives. Like, it's Amazon, it's Hasbro Pulse, it's Entertainment Earth. Right, they, that's where you get this stuff now. You ain't getting it at Walmart. Um, no. <laughs> so if they want to do that, they should really, they should really, you know change the the way they do things they should make certain that these things are available for people to buy um it shouldn't just be a bunch of exclusives to san diego comic-con and then 15 seconds of a window on a friday 
morning at nine right. o'clock in the morning. It's it's they they really should do better. I mean, not only that, but it's also like anytime they do something vintage, it sells. Yeah. I mean, and even the uh, the Sith Trooper sold out like within minutes. Huh. It looks like the uh, Jedi Destiny set is still there though, like right now. <laughs> well, I mean, those are all going to come out on individual cards, right? Um, I don't know that that's been confirmed. I think that's been speculated on in the X-Wing Luke obviously is, but uh, yeah, not it, sure on the others. Wasn't Yavin Luke one of them? Oh, no. It, this is Jedi Luke, Stormtrooper Luke, and X-Wing Luke. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right. My bad. My bad. I thought Yavin Luke was one of them. Um, yeah, no. Hmm. no. All right. Part of that might be the price point. It's $50 for three three-three-quarter-inch figures, which is high. <laughs> that's, um, I don't know. I'd say that's a bargain these days. Um, yeah, yeah. Eh. For three quality figures like this, absolutely. I don't, I don't mind paying that. But especially when you're gonna have to um, buy them online anyway, with the shipping and handling and taxes added onto it. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if you have Pulse, and obviously you don't pay shipping, but right. um, yeah. In any case, just wanted to ventilate. Yeah, <laughs> a no, bit I about that because um, obviously this was a big thing in Star Wars collecting this week. And a lot of people were frustrated. A lot of people didn't get their Boba Fats or their Sith Troopers. And I, if, if it were me, this is what I would like to see just going forward. I would, I, you know, I don't mind these comic con exclusives. That's nothing new. They've always been doing them. They sell sure. out fine. Um, make them Hasbro pulse slash comic con exclusives. I guess that's technically what they were, but let people that are pulse members pre-order them, Yeah, you know, in advance that way they can make a sufficient quantity they know how many they need mm -hmm. and then you know everybody's happy i mean you have to wait a little bit longer if you don't go to the show but so at what? least you're guaranteed getting your collectible yeah i i i buy the he-man the modern he-man figures i'm used to waiting a long time for stuff i bought the sail barge that was a year that was a year yeah you know whatever i, I backed the uh the beasts of the mesozoic and that took like over two years oh, but gosh but those when i got them something. they were like yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I got them, they were like the best dinosaurs I've ever bought, even still. So. Yeah. I prefer that because then I don't have to worry about it. I, I hate fighting to try and get the stupid things online now. It's it's not fun. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. And um, I mean, you know, this being a hobby, you know, you kind of expect things like that to. I mean, obviously, the, the there's not everything about collecting is ever going to be 100 percent you know, positive or, mm -hmm. you know, it's not always going to be happy experience. You have to, you still have to toy hunt. You still got to search for this stuff, even online. Yep. But, you know, things like this, you know, when, when you ha when you're charging people to use your service and, yeah. you know, saying that, you know, you have this perk of, of uh, being a member. Yeah. You, know, I got you, you just got to streamline that process a little bit better. Yeah. You had a 15 second window on a previous day to get it. That was, that right. was, that was, that was the perk from it. Like, you know, Otherwise, I just buy all these things off of Amazon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, th I think a lot of the time the Amazon stuff showed up sooner. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the Boba Fett thing was a real, that was a real screw up. I really think they screwed the, the screw the pooch on that. I hope they figure out a way to make it right for people. Um, yeah, definitely hope so. Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad you got yours. Yeah, I'm glad I got mine too. And, uh, you know, it, ultimately, I guess the story had a happy... Well, so far, if they show up all banged up in an awful condition, it's not going to have a happy <laughs> ending. But um, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And I'm going to sure. keep my fingers crossed. Because I've, I've actually had pretty good luck when it comes to shipping. I will say that. When, oh, yeah. When, with Hasbro Pulse, mm -hmm. um, what I tend to do is is order one vintage collection figure at a time. That way, it's not, you know, banging up against another figure. Mm. And they ship them in a box. They mm -hmm. put, 
you know, bubble packets in there and they do tend to show up in good condition. I will say that. Yeah. Um, that's definitely true. I've, I've had great shipping, shipping luck with them. Um, yep. Better than Amazon where half the time they're all oh, yeah. bent, bent to hell. And uh, better then, than Walmart where they don't have tape on them. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, cool. Well, Hey Tom, as always, it's been a pleasure having you on the show and, uh, we'll have to connect after Force Friday, see how that goes down, see if there's any surprises that we're unaware of at this point. Yeah. And um, maybe they'll have a yeah. vehicle out there. Maybe they'll have a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, where can our listeners go to find you on social media? Oh, you can hunt me up on uh, on Twitter at Woozlin Demon. Um, that's about it for old Tom. Cool. Well, hey, nice talking to you, Tom. Nice talking to you again. Cheers. wondered what it would be like if you're a toy collector or somebody that's been heavily into any sort of collectibles what it might be like to put a halt to your hobby maybe it's something you've done a long time maybe it's something you've done for not so long but to suddenly put all of that energy and harness it into something else uh, what would that be like so I have somebody that is uh, not a stranger to the show he's been on here a couple times before and uh, he's actually considering doing just that. So, uh, Aaron from Toy Shelf Review, how are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. This is kind of a scary topic. <laughs> it is. I'm a kind of my heart races a little bit hearing you say that, and I'm like, wait, this was this is my thought in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you tweeted out something uh, recently uh, that uh, kind of indicated that you were considering uh, doing this, stopping the collecting, um, maybe moving on. Uh, or at least, you know, really thinning out what you already had. So I thought, hmm, that that sounds like a, an interesting conversation to have because that's not really a topic that we've covered before. And um, obviously, you're really huge into the Star Wars collecting. You've been doing it for how long now? Uh, since 95. So it's uh, 24 years now. Yeah, j- just a little bit longer than I have because I, I got into it in 96 just after the Power of the Force came back. So, yeah, I mean, just just the idea of like myself. You know, after having collected this line consecutively since since '96, is it's kind of scary. But then when I also think about continuing for another, you know, 25 plus years, that's that's kind of scary too. Because it's like, like, what does that do for my state of mind? And are there any other outlets that I can be putting that energy and that money? And would I even have the room without you know significantly thinning you know what I have over that amount of time? Exactly, and and. That's kind of the point I'm at. Well, not kind of. It is the point. I mean, I, aside from my room being filled with toys, you know, I just did a count today. I have 34 of those big 50-gallon bins filled oh, up wow. with toys, you know, just mainly in one part of the basement off to the storage. But <laughs> it started to just, you know, it's a couple by the washer and dryer out in the middle of the basement uh, in other areas. And then not to mention what doesn't fit in the bins. And... um that's kind of the point where I'm at is is what's feasible here. You know, I'm realized that I'm never gonna have a warehouse like Steve Sansweet, so <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna have a big area to put all this at. And the passion is still there. I, I enjoy doing the collecting. I enjoy what I have and looking at it and trying to figure out realistically, where do I go from here? Obviously, we have another Force Friday coming in just mm-hmm. a couple weeks. That's even more product. 
certainly not as much as we had, you know, prequel era, but yeah, it seems that we're going to always have more coming and just trying to figure out what that reality is and living with the balance because I don't want everything just scattered everywhere and also to be mm-hmm. a constantly packed away where I'm not enjoying it. And right. it's at the point where I'm buying toys and since I don't have anywhere to put them, it just goes right off to the side. And in a way, that seems like such a waste. And, you know, I, that's sometimes part of collecting. I'm sure many other people do the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, that, that's such an interesting point um, because, uh, it, you know, and I go through this frequently. It's like if you can't see it, if, if, a, if a lot of it is stored away and you can't really enjoy it, it's like, it's kind of almost like it's not even there and it kind of gets to like, okay, well, what's the point of having so much stuff put away if if you're never going to really take a look at it or have it out where you can enjoy it? Like, you know, are there better uses of that space? <laughs> exactly. That's that's exactly it. Yeah, so it's, um, yeah, I mean, I've never wanted myself to have like a, you know, I never wanted to be Steve Sansweet and have a collection like, well, maybe as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but definitely not now. And, um, I mean, I don't collect like the random things and I don't think you do either. Like the napkins and the paper no. plates. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's just so much, so much random stuff that has the star Wars label on it. And I mean, we've pretty much, it seems like focused like on the toys, like, you know, since those, those have come back, you know, well, you know, a long time ago. Um, and, uh, that's kind of been the heart of all of this because, you know, I grew up having tons of toys and, you know, very blessed, very fortunate. My parents, uh, family, you know, they were always buying us toys because for a long time, uh, me and my siblings were like the only ones in our in our family. Um, like our, our extended family, aunts and uncles, didn't really start having uh, their own children until, you know, like way later. So uh, they all bought toys for us. Uh, you know, birthdays, Christmas, just because. And, uh, you know, we had all kinds of toys growing up and that's something that just never really left me. And um, when Star Wars Power of the Force, um, you know, had this really huge presence in stores, uh, that's kind of when I really got into um, Star Wars. I mean, I, I had always enjoyed it as a kid. It was kind of a little more peripheral, like compared to things that were going on at the, t- the time, like Ninja Turtles, uh, Ghostbusters, um, you know, all of that stuff. But uh, once I really found like my interest and passion for it, 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 it's kind of was like nonstop ever since then. So, um, I mean, I can, I can't imagine not having that, you know, adoration for star Wars. Um, but I, I do wonder about the collecting because, um, y- you know, that's, that, that's just been such a huge part of my life. And it's kind of like, I feel like if I stopped, like, I mean, I feel like if I really, really had to stop collecting, I could do it. I mean, it would be very painful. Right. Um, but I feel like if I did do that, I would feel like part of me maybe ceased to exist. So, right, it's it, it's that passion that still exists, and you know, it's why you've done it. It's probably the same as why I've done it for so long and haven't stopped. Um, so it's very odd to think of the fact that well, maybe I should skip this first Friday because I have nowhere to put it anyways. And yet <laughs> the reality is is. I'm already seeing these image online of what the figures are that we're going to get. And of course I'm getting all excited for it and thinking, well, (laughs) maybe I'll just, I mean, I'll get this one and maybe I should get this one too. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, looking at the, 
the uh, <laughs> possibility of just buying the whole wave that's coming out. And it's like, wait a minute, I thought I was going to scale back. Right. So, yeah. And yeah. then the other aspect is if I'm going to keep adding, I certainly need to get rid of something. You know, as I mentioned, I, I've got 12 inch figures scattered all over my basement because for the last few months, uh, I was thinking about getting rid of those. Um, and I started, I got rid of probably 10 or so 12 inch figures. Um, because what I did is I took those out of my room because I had all my loose vehicles scattered all over. And because I have, you know, I got a lot of vehicles that I haven't opened yet. I wanted to see those. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was time to rotate things through. And then as I was doing that and realizing I had nowhere now to put the 12-inch figures, it's like, that's <laughs> kind of what started. It's like, okay, something has to give here. So I thought about the fact that, you know, I'm cons- I'm more focused on the three and three-quarter inch. I've been collecting the Black Series, and that have actually stopped so far. Uh, the last wave, the chopper, I mean, I got a... I, probably can't skip out on chopper i'm gonna have to pick Uh him up but that that wave i actually have not picked up yet because it's just (laughs) those are definitely ones where you know they end up going off to the side because i have nowhere to put them so i thought with 12 inch i was like well you know oddly i was never going to collect those in the first place and it wasn't a few until probably six months later when the line launched that i actually started getting them and of course, I ended up collecting them all. But uh-huh. I was thinking, you know, okay, those I could definitely get rid of. That would create a lot of space and I'd get a lot of my basement back. And here, after thinking about it for a few months, okay, I'm good. I can sell these. I'll be fine. And then, like I said, I even got rid of a few already. About two hours before we started this podcast recording, I'm like, well, they look really good. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't get maybe I'll keep the exclusives and now I find myself in like I don't know if I want to get rid of all of these and oddly it's not so much I mean some of the figures are really cool looking I mean granted it's not the best wampa but you know stuff like the 12 inch <laughs> wampa and Luke set and the tauntauns yeah. so I'm like well what if I just keep those exclusives and uh-huh. then lose the others and then I'm start thinking well the packaging is really cool though right <laughs> so oh, yeah i'm just back and forth i gotta yeah, I, do something I, though <laughs> yeah i i hear you and um you know it's funny you mentioned that because i actually have started uh thinning uh my uh collector series and action collection like over the last couple years um i mean because those were great at the time you know but uh and, and you know in a lot of ways they still still are and i think right now at this point it's mostly for me it's like the nostalgia of those figures um, more so than it is like the actual figures themselves. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was a kid at the time, my family, you know, they, they did put a lot of energy into helping track down some of those. Cause you know, they were hard to find. Some of them were, uh, Chewbacca was like impossible to find for a period of time, uh, <laughs> thinking back and some of the exclusives do look good. Like, like you said, the Wampa with Luke, I mean, just as a package sample, it looks really cool. Right. And then um, I think I even have like J.C. Penney had like that four pack of the Hoth characters. So, yeah, um, yeah, things like that, you know, or Greedo even with his like, you know, jersey like outfit, you know, it's really like <laughs> glossy yeah. outfit. Yes, it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, and, you know, Aaron, I think part of the problem is that 
there's just constantly, you know, so much product and not just from Hasbro anymore. I mean, I'm not sure how, how far you, you go into like uh, the Bandai or uh, the Lego or the Hot Toys or anything else, but um, there's just so many options if you're like collector. I can't even imagine like getting into this day and age. I don't know where I would start. Yeah, I mean, there's a huge selection for someone who wants to start. Big price range difference also if you're, you know, if you do want to get into the Hot Toys and Sideshow and Bandai and, you know, if you want to stay on the more, I'd say, affordable end, um, uh-huh. there's a wide range that someone could start collecting with. Uh, you know, I think for anyone, even as you do get into those larger figures and statues, you know, for everyone, space gonna space is going to eventually become an issue. Yeah, that's the thing. And especially like we were saying earlier, you know, with, with toy lines that have run this long. I mean, this when I started collecting in 96, I don't know that I ever really thought about how long it would run. I mean, I was, you know, again, I was a kid at the time, so I don't think that really like crossed my mind. I was just like, OK, well, you know, I'm going to collect them. And oh, this is coming out Laxivrak. Oh, you know, all these like peripheral characters are <laughs> starting to make their way into the line. It's like, oh, well, this can actually keep going for a long time. Yeah, you know, and I. It might have been silly to think, but at the time, uh, you know, when these figures were coming out, uh, there was the talk of the new prequel trilogy coming. Yes. And it might have been silly to think this, but at the time, I really thought that, okay, so three more movies, and maybe <laughs> it goes a year or two afterwards, and then the figures will probably stop. And, of course, Revenge of the Sith hit, and not much later, we realized that wasn't going to stop. You know, there it was, was the, the Clone Wars cartoon. It was just right. It was relentless. And, you know, I got to yeah. say that when the sequel trilogy was announced, I was kind of like, man, this is never going to end. What am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, it was the opposite, wasn't it? Like they ramped up. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know, you know, we constantly hear about how toys aren't selling as well as they used to and how. Uh, companies like Hasbro are scaling back. And, and I mean, to an extent, it's true. Even if you look at like the 5 POA 3 and 3 quarter inch, it doesn't look like they're doing any for uh, episode nine. So, um, I mean, it, it kind of makes you wonder like, well, you know, could like at this point in time, could it feasibly end at some point? Like what if, you know, vintage collection was put to rust? Would it just be black series? Would that be the death of 3 and 3 quarter inch? Would black series ever end? So, I well, mean, I guess this... Mm-hmm. I've got to say, I mean, that's kind of my other holdup of, do I really want to stop now? Because uh, I think most collectors are already aware that Hasbro so far has not extended their license agreement yet beyond 2020. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're going to start focusing, I shouldn't say focusing, but uh, they're going to have the new scale the five inch figures for Galaxy of Adventures, if I'm remembering uh-huh. that right. Yes. And yeah, there's a little less focus on the three and three quarter inch line. And part of me is like, what if this really does end in a year or two? It's like, do I want to stop now when it's almost (laughs) done? Like I've gone this far. Maybe I want to just wait and see. But, you know, who knows what how much longer it will go on. But yeah, the line as far as the three and three quarter inch certainly isn't what it used to be. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, and I know a lot of collectors have struggled with that because, um, you know, some of them just never got into six inch and, you know, they've always, you know, they grew up with three and three quarter inch and, you know, that was obviously like the scale that was popularized by Star Wars Kenner figures back in the 70s. And 
uh, it kind of branched out into, you know, a bunch of other toy lines. And uh, but but today that's not really the case. Like Star Wars is kind of the exception rather than the rule. True. You look on the store shelves and it's a lot of six inch figures for uh, various other lines. Uh, and I, I Jurassic, you'd know this better than me, but I think Jurassic Park does still have a smaller scale line. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, they do have a three and three quarter inch line. And aside from that in Star Wars, I am kind of struggling to think of any other line that might offer that scale of figures. Uh, I can't think of any other than like, you know, sometimes you see like the Lannard figures at Walmart or, you know, just kind of like the more like smaller uh, toy company, the budget figures that you see like at, tar- you know, Target. I think I've seen like these little like toy soldiers that look kind of generic um, or, you know, uh, army men basically with guns gotcha. and stuff so um, yeah it makes you wonder how long hasbro would be willing to cater to a collector audience that is yeah. maybe shrinking right it, it definitely is because i mean you think anybody that's been with the line since the 70s i mean that's that's a long time and you know sadly we don't live forever um and you know people do end up having uh children and uh or you know they their interests you know go other ways things change financially in their lives so they do give up you know collecting they do give up their collections uh you know for various reasons and um you know we've seen that before sometimes you'll see like big dumps of you know collections on ebay or you'll hear about people that um you know they just lost their interest or you know they just couldn't you know sustain what they were doing so um yeah i mean it 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 definitely happens and I, i think that you know they're definitely trying to uh, you know, capture kids. And I don't know if that's what their, their goal is with this new five inch scale, but, um, you know, I think that they've, it seems like Hasbro sort of acknowledged that, you know, uh, they always used to say, Oh, kids, you know, you know, we, we focus the most on kids cause you know, they're, they're our biggest customers and maybe to a degree that's still true, but I think they've also realized in recent years that, you know, it's the collectors that have really helped sustain the uh, longevity of, of the star Wars toy line. And, um, you know, we buy things like the sale barge, like the vintage collection, you know, stuff that you can only get online, you know, even like the place that's like the recent uh, Jabba's Palace play set and the retro collection. And I mean, I don't see or I haven't heard of kids really getting into any of that. And I think it's largely because there's not really a, a retail presence for those items. Um, yeah, so, I, mean, I mean, kids aren't surfing online looking for toys. They're going to wander no. <laughs> the toy aisles and. Uh, it seems like for the majority of the year, uh, uh, maybe it's different for your area, but here, just nothing new really hits the shelves. Occasionally, the Black Series, you might see a wave or two, uh, make it a couple times, but the three and three quarter inch, the vintage collection, I haven't seen beyond wave two on a store shelf. And I only saw the second wave uh, at two different Walmarts. Twi- yeah. uh, so twice yeah and i, I do feel like how are kids gonna find that right and you know i kind of feel like that's the, from what i've seen like online um social media and whatnot that that's kind of the case everywhere in the u.s like it, like a target here kind of looks like a target in pennsylvania or uh seattle or, or anywhere really it's it's no there hasn't been anything new and like you say yeah the black series occasionally you will go into the store and you'll see like the remnants of like the holdo wave or 
um, you know, the, the Ezra wave or, you know, whatever, but then those will be gone after a couple of days and then you'll still be left with the same figures from two years ago. Right. Um, and vintage collections even worse because I think the most recent wave I saw was wave three. And I think that was the Kazian wave and the Jedi master Luke wave. Uh, and I think oh. I saw that at Walmart just once. And that was like a year ago at this point. And, um, I never saw those at retail again. Um, they, they certainly haven't gotten anything from 2019 and yeah, I mean, if you're collecting this line, then the only way to do it is, is really to buy online. And I got to say that it takes a lot of fun out of it. I, <laughs> one of the things that for me is, was an enjoyable part of this was always, you know, it's the thrill of the hunt and many people have said that, but it's true. It's the, uh-huh. is today the day, am I going to find something? I'd go on my toy runs. They used to be daily. I'd wake up i'd say early but you know 9 30 is early for me but i'd get up and i would hit five or six or seven stores sure i might come back empty-handed but good amount of those runs i mean something and it got to the point where those toy runs were it was ridiculous to go on it was a waste of gas because you could go a few weeks and never find anything and in fact, that you could you'd start to see the pattern in the toy aisle of the toys that never moved, and you know it, it would always annoy me. I'd go for a few weeks and see a figure not on its peg. It would just be sitting on top of you know other boxed items or something. <laughs> I think to myself, like, doesn't anyone clean the toy aisle? Why is the figure still <laughs> sitting there after all this time? Um, yeah. So you know that aspect of it is as far as that of the collecting. I think for most people too is probably gone at this point since you're basically just going online you make your pre-order and then in a couple months it's going to show up at your doorstep and right that's yeah it's kind of boring <laughs> yeah it, it is I, and i think you know you know we grew up in a time where you know there wasn't a thing you know like online shopping and you know you had to go to the store if you needed something so um you know with toys like you know, the only place you could get them was in stores up until like, I think we talked about this earlier this year, but like Power of the Force when, um, you know, they they started doing those very first online items um, through the fan club. Mm -hmm. Uh, And you did have to go online to buy some of those. And but but I mean, other than that, like just to find regular stuff, that's part of, you know, non-exclusive stuff. You know, you you had to go to stores to get that stuff. And um I mean, the toy hunt was just the reality at the time. Like, you know, you had to drive her into places or you had to have, you know, in my case, you know, if you're a kid, you know, you had to have like a, you know, a parent take you to, you know, these stores to look for stuff. Um, and um, yeah, so, I mean, I wonder if you're like a new collector, maybe you're you're like a 12 year old today or, you know, you're like a, you know, an 18 year old today and you're get you're just getting into collecting. Like, I wonder if that any of that's important to you or if you know you you kind of just go online and you you accept that as the reality they they probably just accept it as the reality and they just i'm sure they're just thinking i'm just an old person inside of my ways <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah there's definitely no point it seems like in doing those those long toy runs anymore i mean there's um i do them occasionally as like if i if i know that there's something that's that's recently out and that i stand you know a decent chance of finding it um but not so much with star wars anymore that's more like with the jurassic world and um you know because obviously you know i do collect other things beyond star wars and i think that adds a whole other element to what we're talking about here yeah you've got a couple lines going 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there's the Jurassic, which is a huge, it's become a huge thing. It just, Mattel has not, like, like, reined it in at all. They're just, it's, you know, it's kind of like where Star Wars was in, in 2008. They're just kind of, you know, it, the line's exploding. There's all kinds of stuff right now. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I do have, like, the DC. I have some of the Marvel Legends. I have some of the Kenner stuff that I had, you know, from, from you know, childhood. And, uh, you know, some of the hot toys. And then, you know, so, you know, random things like NECA and... Um, yeah, just looking around the room, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. So, uh, but Star Wars has always been like my, like primary, like number one focus. And I can't see that ever changing unless like you say, Hasbro doesn't renew the license and things go elsewhere. And then, you know, you kind of have to start over with another company, which I know it's easy to say, I would not start over with, you know, if, 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 if let's say Disney started making, manufacturing their own, like three and three quarter inch figures in a couple of years, I mean, I don't feel like I would collect those but it's always you know easier said than done because what if you know they're awesome <laughs> exactly and i i feel exactly the same way but if there's times where i think oh please hasbro just maybe it's time to stop so i can stop and then you know of course there would be another company to pick it up and i you know for the last few years would say no, I wouldn't start up if you know say Mattel or maybe Disney it, it certainly seems like they could probably start their own line if they wanted to but i have at this point no desire to start rebuying all these figures just from another mm -hmm. company and you're right yeah. maybe you know they might come out and say you know what everyone's been wanting that death star playset guess what <laughs> we're giving it to you and then i'd just be like oh man okay yeah uh, i think the other thing you have to think about is the breadth of this star wars toy line i mean yeah, you have your basic figures, and they're probably in the, what would you say, like in the thousands? It has to be, because in Power of the Jedi was the Boba Fett 300 figure. And I know that mm -hmm. counts uh, the original, the, the true vintage releases of figures, which I think mm -hmm. were in the 80s or 90s, 92 figures, I think. Uh-huh. And then... What was it? We had the Darth Vader 500th figure that might have been the... It was in a black package. Might have been around... Oh, the 500th. Might have been around original trilogy collection. Yes. So, I feel like we've got to be easily... I don't know, 1,500 figures? Just considering the amount of time mm -hmm. that has gone by. Right. Yeah. At least. So, I mean... Okay, so let's... Yeah, let's say 1,500 figures. Let's say that... You know, you're like uh, like us where, you know, or, you know, primarily you because I only do this with Vintage Collection. But like, you, you know, you buy like one to open and one to keep packaged, right? Yes. <laughs> so, OK, so let's say 3000 figures um, just, you know, as, as a rough estimate. And then, you know, there's also, like you said, the 12 inch, there's the six inch. There's uh, I mean, if we just focus on the three and three quarter inch line, you have vehicles, you have play sets, you have the mini rigs, you have uh, all sorts of things. So, you know, you're talking like you know, 25 years of nonstop um, toys of all these things. Uh, and it's it just, it, 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 it's just like, it's hard to, I mean, it, it's really immense is what it, I think it comes down to. It's, it's, you know, we're not talking about just collecting, you know, a hundred figures or, you know, something like Black Series or, you know, you could probably do it pretty easily if, you know, you just wanted to collect Star Wars toys. We're talking about, you know, 25 years of, um, just a sheer amount of volume in terms of Star Wars toys. Yeah, it's 
it's been a lot. <laughs> it has been a lot. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, 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 like I said at the beginning of, of this segment, you know, it is scary to think about, like, could I just give this up? You know, something that's been part of my life for so long and, you know, so, so uh, dear to me and something that's, you know, really helped fuel my passion for Star Wars because I love the films, obviously. The films is kind of like where I think, you know, it starts at. But I mean, I feel like I like the films even more because of the toys. Yes, indeed. It, uh, I think it's that inner child the imagination you can look at a figure and or at least in my case you can look at some of these figures and you kind of see the scene in your head again um you know a lot of it since i keep a carded collection is also just the maybe it's a stretch to call it the art of it but i like seeing the packaging the way something came out um you know that's why for me like the three and three quarter inch black series line is my least favorite because it's just it was just a figure on a black background um but then also you know now having this for so long oddly i can remember picking up a lot of these you know from whether they were midnight openings yeah. or you know the uh it's kind of a weird way to remember but uh i have a mm. stepbrother who I grew up not knowing, you know, family things happen and whatnot. And uh, the day that I talked to him for the first time, aside from when I was like, not that I talked, but I was like six months old or something or a year. So that was the last time I'd seen him. But the day I talked to him was the exact same day I found at Walmart the uh, episode two sneak preview figures. So it's weird to have, you know, and, and Obviously, I don't remember that day just because of the figures, but it's the way of saying that, you know, some of these figures I do remember finding, say, a set of 12 inch figures at a target at a in a particular city. Like you just kind of have those memories associated with just picking up these carded figures. Yeah, it's so weird because um, that that's totally how it is. Like. Like we, I, I, we've gone way beyond like just collecting and enjoying it for that, but we've also come to collect it after all this time for the memories and uh, the nostalgia of you know what was going on in our lives when the Power of the Jedi line came out, or um, you know finding certain pieces. Like I was thinking the other day about very random the ASP Seven <laughs> droid from the Power of the Force. Like I kind of remember like the day I got that. Yeah. Um. And it, yeah, it's just like you know you remember a lot of um things like when you purchase something i don't know i just kind of feels like i feel like that kind of solidifies whatever was going on around you and you know you you have you've had it after all this time and uh, i mean i don't remember like every single instance for every figure that i have but there's a lot of them where uh i definitely do remember and uh, i was talking earlier about you know thinning uh the uh, action collection and collector series and uh, i think about a year and a half ago i sold the uh uh, Walmart had, as y'all recall, these exclusive uh, Cantina band members. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were, I think they were like $20 a figure in each one. But they were each identical, but you had to buy all six to get all the instruments. And um, I recently was able to, uh, you know, it was, it was a tough decision because I remember like at the time, the only way that as a kid I was able to pay for them was to put them on layaway at Walmart. And, um, you know, just made payments on him over time. And then I remember the day, oh, you know, this is the last payment. I'm bringing him home. And, you know, I mean, the, you know, I, I appreciate that sentiment. You know, it's like it's like I remember doing that. I was a kid. I had to work, you know, 
you know, even as a kid to, uh, to make enough money to get these. And, um, here I am, you know, 20 plus years later, you know, putting them on eBay and, um, it, you feel like a little part of you like goes away with those figures once you do like ship them off. So. Yeah. It, I, I, and that's kind of where I was, why I started backing off from thinking of maybe selling the carded figures, because as I was sitting in my room and kind of thinking, okay, where am I going to start with this? And I would, it was kind of that moment of, well, I could grab these. Well, no, I really like those. And then I start, you know, those memories associated with the time. And it's like, well, I don't want to, you know, maybe I don't want to sell these because in looking at these figures, sometimes, you know, the ones you remember purchasing, such as you're talking about, it's like, even just looking at that in a way is like similar to looking at a photo album mm-hmm. because you're already you know, you can look at this carded figure or something and you remember purchasing it. And in those other memories associated with it just kind of come back. And right. so you feel like you're not just, you know, maybe this is being a little dramatic, but, you know, <laughs> it's like you're not only selling a toy, but yeah, you're getting rid of some of your memory or something. Yeah, it's it, it's tough. I mean, I know like, if, if, I, if I talk to like somebody that didn't collect like my husband or, you know, you know, a friend or something that didn't really never got into collecting, never really understood what any of it was about and express this. I don't think that that's something they would even never consider. They would just be like, oh, well, you know, uh, it's taking up too much room. Sell it. Exactly. You know, they, don't, they don't they don't really have like that perspective of having, you know, those memories that are so old and um you know what what all into what work it went into like acquiring certain pieces because it's not like you can just it's never been that you could just go to the store and find something in most cases you know you've always had to hunt for stuff right uh, so um you know it, it's it's not just you know that you have the stuff it's like you know all the energy that you put into uh acquiring it all the money you invested into acquiring it and um i think that's lost on a lot of people especially those that are non-collectors yeah i think you definitely have to have an understanding of uh, I, uh, someone who at least would have a passion of something. You know, maybe they don't collect toys, but I think most people have a passion for something. Uh-huh. And then it's just getting them to relate to that because, I mean, certainly someone can come into someone's room of toys and just look at it and say, This is, um, you okay here? Maybe it's time to get <laughs> rid of some stuff. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I always say, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, people seem to be sometimes quick to judge collectors like like, you know, why would you put all, all this money and, you know, you're an adult. Why would you buy all these toys? And but I mean, at the same time, people like that might be putting the same amount of money into like handbags or into gambling or into, you right. know, fans, you know, all, you know, all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, it's kind of the same thing. It's just like, where do you put your 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 time and energy? And your, you know, what's your hobby? Where do you put that energy and resources into? Um, and for, you know, a lot of us, you know, part of it is, is putting it into uh, toys and collectibles because that's just what we've always done. And I feel like when we think about selling off the collection, it just feels like, you know, would there be emptiness in our lives by not doing it, by, by letting go of a lot of these things? Like, I feel like you don't really know until you've you've done something. Um, so, you know, you do wonder, like, if I sold half of what I have now, even like, what, yeah, I'd have a lot more room to display stuff, but would there be an emptiness? And if I sold it all, like, you know, I would, there probably definitely would be an emptiness at that point. 
what would you do with your time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's really a tough thing. I mean, I feel like on some level, I would never be able to let everything go personally. No, um, I couldn't. Yeah, and you know, the thing is that I also think, and I, you know, hopefully this is far off into the future and it's not something I really need to worry about anytime soon, but um, I do think occasionally like, okay, well, what if the time comes where, you know, I'm old and I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm dead or, or something and <laughs> I leave like thousands of collectible pieces behind, like, you know, wh whoever like runs into that situation where they have to deal with that or what are, they're not going to know anything about any of it. No, um, they're not. And they're I'm, not gonna... I, I dread the day. And that was kind of some of the driving force in, you know, when I started thinking about getting rid of a lot of stuff is a lot of us would have family who's starting to get older and you realize that they've had to live smaller. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I, I dread my kids having to deal with this. Like, uh -huh. you know, the day comes that I'm gone and they're just, they're, I don't know. I mean, in thinking of selling yeah. stuff off, I was like, you know, as I was telling you earlier, like, I have to go to eBay or something or start buying boxes and deal with shipping <laughs> this all off. I think they would just throw it all away. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to Goodwill or something. Right. Yeah. Hopefully they would do that instead and instead right. of just tossing it all. But uh, I, <laughs> I really do funny. feel for my kids when that day comes because... I, I don't yeah. know how they would, you know. Yeah, I've be thought able about this. That. I've thought about this before, and I kind of feel like the only way you would be able to really do it is if maybe you created like a detailed spreadsheet with pictures, and um, you know, maybe like you updated it with like the value of stuff every now and then. And but I mean, even that, can you imagine how daunting that would be to catalog thousands of toys? Um. Yeah, start. Uh, my advice to anyone is if you're going to start a collection, start cataloging right away. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, that is something that I did. So I have a spreadsheet of my entire collection. Nice. That I don't know why I started, but I did. Um, it, it certainly has come in handy over the years as you try yeah. to remember. Do I uh, have that? <laughs> right. Because for a while when we, uh, Prior to my wife and I getting married, we, you know, obviously you live separately and then you get married, you get a house together, you have to move. And for a few months, uh, the majority of my collection was in bins, you know, out of necessity because you're moving and stuff. And I had totally lost track without my list. I, I would have lost track of what I needed. And because definitely if I didn't keep up on it, I noticed I was buying figures that I thought I needed. And right. then as we were unpacking, I was like, Oh, I guess I did have this figure already. And yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I don't have anything with values and stuff. That's too much work. I, I wouldn't go back <laughs> and try to do that. I, yeah. you know, I don't know if they still have it years ago on rebel scum. They had a wedge collection engine, something like that. Um, you could into your, your items in there. And it had a value associated with it. And I don't know if I stopped doing that years ago, but that was something they yeah. had. Yeah. I kind of stopped paying attention to all that once like publications like Toy Fair <laughs> died off. 
Um, no, that's awesome that you have that. I mean, that's that's totally a very valuable tool and, um, you know, organizing your collection and, um, you know, just kind of figuring out what you have. But like, if you don't have that or, you know, maybe you do and somebody's not aware like that you, you made a spreadsheet about it. It's like, what do they do with your stuff? You know, it's it just I can imagine it's an incredibly daunting thing to have to sort through everything because you're not going to know like I mean, maybe you're not even a Star Wars fan, so you don't even know like what Darth Vader is or. Well, I mean, you have to on some level, I would think, but you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't know, like, you know, oh, Ezra Bridger, who's that? Or, right. You know, just random characters. Someone who's not familiar with the hobby of the movies or uh, just, you might have something in your collection. You know, I know everyone says that, you know, the, you're going to find that one that's worth a million dollars, but, <laughs> and that's certainly not going to be the case, I think, with any of the modern line. But you're going to get some items that are worth a few bucks. And mm -hmm. someone not familiar with it wouldn't know. That's the way it, someone finds things at a yard sale for five bucks. And, you know, then they get to come back and brag about how they found a $200 item for five bucks because right. someone didn't know what they were selling. Yeah. I mean, I think if I, if I was getting to that point that I was speaking of in which, you know, I was just, you know, getting older and I thought, okay, I don't want somebody to have to deal with this someday. I mean, I can certainly see myself downsizing significantly, but I can't see myself quitting, like, you know, having a collection altogether. Like, I think I would keep like, you know, like the hot toys or, um, you know, the, the, you know, the figures that, you know, maybe meant the most or, you know, you know were the best overall like the definitive versions of certain characters um but i don't know i don't think i could get rid of all of it I no mean, there's a lot of really big pieces like the vehicles like the, the at, at or the millennium falcon the imperial shuttle or you know just like these big the barge yeah the barge um, is the barge is staying with me i don't care who i annoy <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was too much of a thing to to let go of at this point you know ever probably um, but yeah, I know it's, it's, and then, you know, I have shells of dinosaurs too. So it's like, most people aren't going to come in and know, oh, that's a Dimetrodon. That's a Monolophosaurus. You know, they're just gonna, oh, they're dinosaurs, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think I would, I think I would still have a collection. I think all the way until the end, really, there were, there would just be things that I would have, but I don't think that it would be, it, you know, maybe, it, maybe it's like. 10% of, of what it is now, you know, and maybe, you know, I think, I feel like life is all about balance, right? Like compromising and, um, you know, maybe at a certain point you do realize that, you know, we have to keep, you know, we, in order to keep going, we have to really, you know, downsize what we have. And I feel like as long as I could have some really key pieces in my collection that mean a lot that, you know, maybe, you know, even things that were a little more expensive, like the barge or, um, you know, the key characters from the films or whatever, you, you know, or even like the dioramas, like the cantina diorama, things like that. I, I can't see ever letting, you know, things like that just totally go. Right. Um, I think I would, I, maybe I would be content, um, even if I wasn't, it wasn't ideal to, to not have, you know, the bulk of my collection. Maybe, you know, I think maybe I would still be content to have like those really meaningful pieces still in my collection. Yep. I, I, and I think that's the collector part, uh, that will always remain in, you know, people who do collect is that you're just, it's, as you said earlier, it's kind of part of who you are. So it's, it's what you enjoy, you know, I mean, it's like, uh, 
older people with their little Hummel figurines. I'm I'm just going to have three and three quarter inch figures. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So, so what do you think, Aaron? Are you going to do it? <laughs> uh, you know, I think I, I, I definitely need to scale back at least for a while. Uh, and like I said to you earlier, that that's kind of an easy thing to say now because nothing's hitting the store shelves for a few weeks. <laughs> right. Um, so I don't know. And I was even talking to my wife earlier where I was so set on selling the 12 inch figures and, uh, I had my mind set on it for a few months and now all of a sudden I'm like, ah, I don't know. So I, but I do know I've got to do something to thin things out. Uh, how that will look, I don't know. I mean, I have probably like a dozen of the sideshow 12 inch figures that they did with the, uh, like the, they were kind of sublines, Order of the Jedi, uh, Rebellion, her- Heroes and Rebel, Heroes and, so, um, I'm not making any sense here. Um, heroes and Villains? Yes, thank you. Heroes and Villains. And so, you know, they had a run of those. And after a while, I gave up because, you know, they were like 60 to $80 a piece. Uh-huh. Um, so I kind of gave up on those, but I know that fills a bin. So I might let those go because I haven't, since I bought them, they've been in a bin. <laughs> so really no attachment to those. And then I know I've got another bin filled with, I think they were 10-inch. Um, it was the Saga line, I think, that was exclusive to Suncoast or Sam mm. Goody. They're a little... Okay. 10 inch figures oh yes yes so i know i've got those in a bin so you know like maybe i can knock out stuff like that i know i've got a ton of lightsabers the um the role-playing stuff you know maybe things like that so i might pick away at some of those kind of smaller items and go from there but we'll see yeah (laughs) yeah yeah totally and it's easy to say all talk uh, you know (laughs) But then when you actually sit down and start going through things, it's like, I can't let this go. Right. Um, I kind of feel like maybe an approach that maybe is easier to take as, you know, you, you get towards maybe what's the end of your collecting journey is maybe each time you buy a piece, you think to yourself, is this something I can see myself having to the end? And if it is, then great, we buy it. If not, then maybe we don't buy it. Right. I, mean, I don't. I don't know if that's... That would be the right mindset to have. But, you know, if, I think if you're really trying to scale back what you collect, I mean, maybe having that mindset would be helpful. Yeah, I think being a little more methodical in what I purchase. I mean, it sounds like, you know, well, duh, you don't have to buy everything. And I know that. Um, but as part of a collector, someone who's always wanted to have, you know, everything that was out there, you know, like really, I don't have the excitement in uh the vintage collection, the reissues that they've been doing with the face painting. Mm-hmm. You know, I just bought a wave of those figures that uh, came out not long ago, the um, Hawthorne, the Jedi Luke. And it's like, boy, uh, when I thought about it, I, that was a hundred bucks for the case. <laughs> and I own these figures already. It's just painted differently. So I was like, you know, maybe that those types of things, definitely I don't need to buy anymore. That would save yeah. some space obviously save money and really 
aside from the paint job, I own the figure already. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah it's no, not even numbered differently. It's not. And that's that's totally true. And um, yeah, and I ran into this too because I mean I, I I've never really been like a package collector. I kind of was when I started, like as a kid, like you know, like buying. You know the the twelve inch have always stayed in the boxes, like the the, the action collection, collector series, all that. That but, was the same for me. Yeah, but like the three and three quarter inch stuff, I've always, I've always really opened that. But then with vintage collection, that's kind of been the exception because I've, you know, I do enjoy putting those up on the wall and you know seeing them. Like I feel like at this point for me, like vintage collection is just like they're like little art pieces, like. Mm-hmm. Even like the the characters that weren't around in the in the the vintage days, like you know the sequel trilogy figures, for example, because um, you have a really nice little figure, and then you have like a really you know like gorgeous looking classic card back. So you know I like putting those on the wall because I feel like you know they're kind of like art. Um, but I, I ran into it too because like we were saying earlier, like you can't get most of these things in stores, so you have to order online. And uh, I'll use the figure I received today as an example. I got in my. Um, I bought it. This is the second one I've bought, but it was a vintage collection Lando Carazin from Solo. And um, I was hoping, okay, well, you know, the one that I got before had some, had a pretty beat up card back. So let me try getting another one from Hasbro Toys, or Hasbro Toys, from Hasbro Pulse and seeing if uh, it comes in any better. And um, I mean, it, it still kind of was messed up. So, but it's yeah. like, what, what choice do you have? I mean, you can't buy them in stores. So you kind of have to rely on, you know, stores like online like that to uh, to acquire a lot of the stuff. And I, you know, I skipped out on trying to get the uh, Hasbro orders the other day for the Boba Fett and the Luke three pack and uh, the Sith Trooper. Uh, uh-huh. I just didn't bother because it's I think as you're aware that you know they sell out in minutes, seconds it seems. Oh, uh, no. And all my heart aches for the people who receive those figures and they're just shoved into the boxes and crushed Ugh, yeah i'm i'm really nervous aaron because mine are supposed to be coming in tomorrow <laughs> oh, good luck to you <laughs> yeah it's it's like yeah like after all that and in our other segment that um i think will be in as part of this episode i was talking to uh tom charlton who you know he he's he collects a lot too and you know mm-hmm. he comes on onto the show and you know we talk about um you know toys um but um yeah, I was telling him the same exact thing, like expressing how frustrating that whole process was and, um, you know, trying taking time off from work to go online to t- try and get these and, you know, not being completely successful and missing out on some of them and having to take more time off to, to try and get, you know, the ones I missed, the Boba Fett's the next day, which luckily I was able to get. But like you said, gone in seconds, very frustrating and people are getting them um, in beat up conditions. So um yeah definitely not not a good experience and i think it's little things like that honestly that kind of put you off to collecting yeah it definitely doesn't help because you you know you're you're especially with the exclusives but you know most of the line now you, you might as well call it an online exclusive that you have to really uh, hope or trust the company that you're dealing with and there's there's some really good ones out there that try to get you something in good condition and i know shipping accidents you know happen Mm -hmm. and such uh but it's really disheartening when it comes from you know you're purchasing from hasbro who knows it's the collectors that are you know buying these things that they've wanted in the packaging and so often you know if if you're lucky enough to get the purchase made in the first place then your next, you know, nail biter is, are you going to actually receive it in good condition or are they just going to yeah. 
put it in a box that's too small for the figure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, as we were saying, that's just the reality of these days of, you know, being a collector, you have to utilize the online resources. Otherwise you're just never going to get stuff. And that is, that is a real like fear we live with constantly. It's like, how's my toy going to come in? Yeah. Um, will it, will it be out in the, in the sun until, you know, I get home if, if it arrives early or something, you know, just, you know, probably it's fine it's just you know we think about we worry about and dwell on 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 these things and right is it gonna I, rain right <laughs> my case is it gonna snow <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um yeah i mean i, I think what, you know what it comes down to is you know it, it's not easy being a toy collector and i think we've demonstrated quite well that selling your collection isn't an easy task and it's definitely not an easy thing to even think about contemplate but um I mean, where it goes way beyond just, you know, being a toy collector. I mean, because, you know, you do have the nostalgia, you have the memories, you have, um, you know, all the all the time and energy and money that you've invested into, um, you know, this hobby and, uh, you know, all the news, you know, just think of all the time that we go online and we look for news. Like for me, it's like that's basically every day, like I'll right. spend some time to go online and, you know, read up on the websites and see, oh, was anything uh, announced? Was anything leaked? Was uh, are people finding anything new? Like, is there anything in my area? And, um, you know, it's just something that we, we, we invest so much time and energy into. And um, it's it's part of our identity, you know, being a collector, it's it's definitely part of who we are. And, it, you know, it's, it's always been the case, you know, for us. So um, when we think about and talk about things like, you know, getting rid of, you know, a lot of what we have or thinning out, um, it's certainly not an easy task. No, <laughs> no, but it, you know, it's that passion that drives all of it. it beyond the toys, you know, for yourself, you've multiple podcasts, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of yeah, it yeah. comes from the fact that, you know, maybe if you didn't collect toys, maybe you didn't start the YouTube channel or the podcast to exactly talk about such things because you want to share this the same passion you have with others. It's the same reason why I did my channel. And, you know, even if I stopped, if I totally stopped collecting and still left myself with figures, I'd still keep doing that. I'd still keep doing my channel. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at is just trying to figure out how much more can fit, how much room do I need to make and when is the best time to stop collecting? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the age-old questions that'll that'll um, live on with uh, you know forever beyond us. Right. Lucky, um, luckily for me, my wife tolerates it very well, and <laughs> has even told me there's things that she doesn't want me to get rid of. So, nice. you know, luckily for me, I'm not in that position where I have a wife that hates what I collect and. Yeah. So there's no pressure on that end. <laughs> no, that's good. That's that's a really important part of it too. And I would say the same of my husband. You know, he doesn't understand collecting or really see a whole lot of what I get out of it. But you know, he he appreciates that it makes me happy and he tolerates it very well. So, um, but yeah, he does he does walk into my collecting room sometimes and be like, uh, okay, you got to do something about some of these these toys you got here. Um. But, um, but yeah, and, and, you know, I think, I think, like I said earlier, I think it's all about balance. I think, you know, getting to that point where you feel like, okay, 
you know, there are some things that maybe I can let go of. Maybe, you know, like in my case, like like we said, you know, I collect other things. Do I need to collect DC? No, I, maybe I can stop collecting those and, um, you know, get rid of that and, you know, just have Star Wars and have some Jurassic Park or whatever. But, um, I mean, there's not really a right or a wrong way to go about any of this. And it's no. all very personal to each of us and our experiences and, you know, you know, we haven't been collecting for, you know, two or three years, you know, where you can say, oh, you know, I did that was fun for three years, you know, I'm gonna move on you. This is a lifelong thing for us. And there's so many, you know, aspects that we have to think about when, you know, we even ponder the possibility of, you know, getting rid of our parts of our collection. So um, Aaron, it's been a blast talking about all this. Um, Keep us posted. I'm really curious to see um, you know, how far you do thin the collection and, you know, if you ultimately stop or keep going, um, um, cause you know, we're, we're kind of, this is for us, you know, this is really kind of uncharted territory. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I'd be really curious to see, you know, what direction things going for you. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. Uh, definitely going to take my time, I think, and figure it out. You know, when I sent the tweet, I was in the midst of doing some projects in the house and, just was so surrounded by toys. It was, it was just <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's, it's like I said, I'd already been thinking for months of what I need to thin out because you know, the, the room is gone. The space is gone. So, yeah. Right. But I'm definitely going to take my time, think about what I really need, what I really don't need. And, and uh, no matter what, still a fan of toys the star wars toys and yeah. <laughs> uh, you know certainly the passion is there it's just determining the reality of where to put things right and that, that's a really good point too you know there's there's the you know the love for the franchise and for the toys and collecting and then there's also the reality of it you know like how feasible is it to have all this stuff or you know where's it going to go down the road um do i need to keep you know, a lot of what I have, especially when it's in the closet or it's in storage or, you know, wherever, and I can't see it. Um, and I think that's been the, the primary driving force for me when I do think about thinning out the collection is like, okay, if I can't see, you know, half of it because it's in storage, then, you know, what's really the point? Right. So, um, yeah, I mean, this is an ongoing thing that we'll think about. I mean, I think even if you're not at a point where you're um, really thinking about letting go of parts of your collection, you know, it is something you're going to run into at some point. So I think we're all going to have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, uh, any parting thoughts before we, uh, we sign off here? Well, I'll just say, hopefully this wasn't too depressing for everyone out there to hear. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> definitely just the, if, if you enjoy collecting, keep collecting, do what you enjoy. And, um, you know, obviously at some point you're going to, have to figure out where to put things and what you need to part with. I think that's just the reality of any collection. Uh, certainly, it looks like Star Wars is going to go on forever. So, right, you know, just know that you might have to end before the toys do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a, what a morbid way for us to end. The show. I know. It really, it does. It does <laughs> seem so depressing. It, some of this just might be my age, you know, I'm mid forties now and it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, those farther numbers are starting to look a lot bigger than they used to. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you too. I don't, 
I don't like having birthdays anymore myself. <laughs> I, I stopped counting. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Aaron, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for coming on and talking about, you know, your, your thoughts of, of letting go parts of the collection. And again, you know, let's catch up another time and uh, see where things go. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Where can our listeners go to look you up online? Uh, I am at Toy Shelf Review on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube. Very cool. So I will throw links in our show notes so that our friends that I'm sure most everybody's, you know, knows where you're at and stuff. Yeah. But uh, for those that might not, uh, you know, we'll definitely uh, put those in there. That way our listeners can uh, go on and, um, you know, see where this journey takes you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Bye bye, Aaron. Bye. If you've made it all the way to the very end of this episode, then thank you for listening. I know we had a lot of ground to cover this time around. Selling your collection, uh, it's not the most fun topic, uh, even if it's hypothetical. I think we all know that in some way, shape, or form, we're going to have to confront that reality at some point, whether it's downsizing, whether it's selling the entire thing off, or whether it's just parting with a few pieces in order to make room for new stuff. Uh, It really is worth discussing, and uh, since I recorded with... Aaron, uh, I also suggested to him the idea of maybe uh, just keeping one carded sample from each Star Wars collection, like Power of the Force, Episode 1, Power of the Jedi, and so forth and so on, uh, just to have like an example of what each toy line's uh, packaging aesthetic looked like, what that line look was like. And then maybe for something like the Vintage Collection, which is obviously like the greatest like Star Wars modern collection, uh, just keep all of the Vintage Collection because those look amazing on display. I think it makes sense, and uh, Aaron seemed to uh, have been thinking the same thing, actually. So uh, time will tell uh, what happens. So thanks again to him for coming on to the show and discussing that subject. And also, of course, thanks to Tom Chorlton and to Jurassic Dave 93 Be sure to check all of them out on social media. I will throw links in the show notes to all of them. That way you can look them up if you're not familiar with them already. They all do great work, and it's always a joy to talk Star Wars with each and every one of them. Now, Force Friday is coming up very soon. I want to hear from you guys. Let me know what your Force Friday was like. You can send a brief, uh, about one to two minute MP3. uh, Email that over to victoriascantina at yahoo.com. And I will include as many as I can in the next podcast episode. So I hope everybody has a great Force Friday. I'm really looking forward to hearing your story and uh, getting to know a little bit about what it was like. Hopefully it's a better experience than it's been in recent years because they really haven't been all that great. Uh, not like what the prequel era was like. So I hope it goes well. I hope you get everything you want, get everything you need. And if you can't, I hope you are able to pre-order the rest of it online. And again, be sure to send me your audio so that I can know what it was like for you. If you aren't already, subscribe to the place it all started, the Victoria's Cantina YouTube channel, where I review new toys and showcase retro toys from the past. You can also follow us for news and updates on Facebook by looking up Victoria's Cantina toy photography on Instagram at Victoria's Cantina and a constant drip of toy related and other random and nonsensical tweets on Twitter at Vic's Cantina. If you're so inclined, we are on Patreon. Gain greater access to Victoria's Cantina by becoming a Patreon Cantina patron. For as little as a dollar a month, you'll help to keep the show going and also get exclusive content such as access to a private Twitter feed, early access to toy reviews, and behind-the-scenes featurettes. 
And if you can't, but you still want to help us out, one of the easiest and most helpful things you can do is leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts. It only takes a minute, so hit that five-star rating and leave a note stating why you enjoy the show. It'll make us more visible on iTunes and help others to find our show. As always, I'm Victoria, and no matter where you're listening out in the galaxy, I'd like to thank you for tuning in to the Cantina Chatter Podcast.